Three, two, one. Welcome okay. to the Ain't Shit Show. I have with us, uh, it's it's kind of a weird episode today. Rube is in Mexico, Greg is busy. It's just me, Ivy, our engineer, our trusty engineer, and a special guest. Uh, do you want to go by Frank, or is there anything else I can call you, or kind of weird handles, himbo slice? That's actually very tight. Yeah, I, I, I dropped that one up, but uh, Frank is fine. <laughs> I, usually, I usually throw my full name on everything because I don't really care about um, being caught doing anything. That's just, I want to ruin my entire career. Say, you know what? Like that's, I talk about that too, but then as, as I get more and more eyes on my pod, I think to myself like, God, people actually are listening. This is horrifying. I should hide everything about myself. You've seen my Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) I love your Twitter, by the way. Your Twitter is amazing. I think, um, I don't know who I followed initially that I, I found you through and then, we just started following each other, but your Twitter feed is, I love that you have the same kind of like brain worms that I do, you know, Twitter brain worms where we can, we can vibe and and riff it out. You know, that's, that's, that's what I, that's all I care about in a Twitter follower. It's, it's, it's a bit too bonkers. It's I, I go, (laughs) I go extreme in a lot of different directions. It's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot. That's all I can say. (laughs) But, um, so the reason why we're here today to talk about, well, I guess we'll, to talk about what we're here to talk about is kind of like uh, you work in tech and like I it's weird to say that because people think when they say oh I work in tech they think you're they automatically think you're like some engineer or some kind of but there's like a myriad of things that that tech people need in order for them to be considered working in tech that said even if I don't actually do any engineering or if you don't do any engineering we're still in tech we work in tech and so if you want to talk about kind of your experiences, especially because you said that um, you spent some time at Activision and I had spent some time at Activision. I think I was in Activision in Northern California. You were in Southern California. I saw some shit while I was there. Nothing crazy that they talk about uh, that like has been going on. But I did witness the kind of like frat boy like culture that existed and permeated there. So if you want to go into it. I'm happy to listen. Yeah, um, mostly, uh, pretty much every time I've ever worked in tech, it's been in testing, QA testing. When I first started, it was in game testing at Activision. That's where most people start, game testing. Um, I got brought into Activision when they had purchased uh, Vivendi. So I was in uh, El Segundo, and they just hired a massive flood of people back in uh, 2009. And... it was just an interesting experience because I just, I just came from doing whatever job that I wanted or just as far as like retail jobs and everything else. And then I had worked with computers like any other like weird nerd person that was mostly just using computers for piracy and stuff like that. But then I uh, heard about game testing. Uh, people worked at 2K and, and I tried to give it a shot and thought it was this really complex, difficult job. And then when I got there, it was just like, oh, I'm literally, I'm not literally, but I'm in a closet with a bunch of dudes who haven't really washed and there's free Mountain Dew and free chips and we're kind of stuck on the same game levels every, like every other minute. So we're just stuck playing the same game over and over and over again. So that alone was interesting. It's just how the people were acting. I mean, I didn't see any like major things happen, but people were treated 
it was with the testers and with the people who worked there as well. Like the first, the first five minutes, my first day, I sat down and Guitar Hero was still around. So I sit down. I've never played a Guitar Hero game in my life, so I'm like on the base side. While this one guy is like, like experting through the fire and the flames with like one hand, and this guy comes by and he's like, "Oh, they got the black guy on base," and it's like, <laughs> "What? Jesus Christ, bro! What the fuck?" And then. I get, what the fuck, dude? It's like, okay, that's the first five minutes. And then half an hour later, we get our seat assignments. I sit down, and there was this lead who was on a completely different team from mine. I think he, I think they were wrapping up Guitar Hero Metallica, and I was on Guitar Hero um, Van Halen, which I don't think ever came out. So he's on the other side, and, and he comes to me, and he's just like, you're new. He's like, hey, I know you're new, but we're putting in five bugs a day. You're going to have to keep up. And I'm like, I just sat down. I, I just sat down. I don't know what's going on here. And that's I don't even pretty, know what a bug is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how it was for the entire time that I was there. It was a lot of pressure to just write bugs, no matter how good or bad they were. There was just this very... Uh, it was it was the culture was weird because everybody was weird, no matter... And all the, all the isms and phobics were just there between the testers and the, the people who were, like, the, the leads. So, like... You just heard homophobic, transphobic, racist, all the stuff you'd hear. I had this one guy. He looked. He looked exactly like. Um, what's that actor's name? He looked. He looked exactly like. Was it Gary Oldman? I think. No, no, Tim Roth. Tim Roth. He looked exactly like Tim Roth, and he would just say like, he was just like a white supremacist, and like people just allowed him to be there. And yeah, I I know what that's like too. I worked at a vegan uh, company that was insanely racist to everyone and i was like Yo, y'all just don't beat this guy's ass like i yeah. know he's a ceo but collectively we could fuck him up <laughs> yeah and, it, and this guy wasn't any like lead or anything he was just a lowly tester and he was and he would just come to work sit down and say i don't know why you white dudes are, are, are with asian women don't you want to see yourself and your children and, and like everyone's just like letting him talk and there was like two guys who um were biracial and they're just like what the fuck i want to fight the dude but is it really worth it i'm like yes it's up to you man because he would say he was naturally he was just afraid of like every black guy that was there and there were very few so mm-hmm. i remember having a conversation with him he started really d- deep diving into this deep conspiracy stuff during uh lunch and he was like oh, you know all of these people are controlling you, and, and he looked at me. He's like, "You're a slave," and I was like, "I'm a what?" And then he just ran away. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Shit, dude! Oh, you, don't, Jesus. you don't look like, a black person in eyes." Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Say you're a slave. That's not okay in no, any way, shape, and form. So, oh my god, stuff like that was oh. like, I just ran out of like. So bad. It was like almost every day was something else because we were just there, like sleep deprived. We had, we had like our, we had like. Everything was like set in stone. What you had to do was like, if you had to take a break, everybody had to take a break. But yeah. there wasn't wasn't really anywhere to go to take your break. So your break was like fifteen minutes. You had we were like on like the ninth floor of the building. You had to ride the elevator all the way down to the bottom floor and try to walk to the McDonald's and get something and try to run back. So it was just thing is like you could everything you couldn't really relax at that job. You couldn't take smoke breaks. If you if you went to the bathroom, people were asked questions about where you're going. And that just makes a lot of, like, really shitty moods. So that on top of people being just weird, like, you know, people making racist comments. There was someone 
it was someone who was working there, which no one really knew what gender they were. So they were like making strange comments about that, and then mm-hmm. basically trying to follow them around and see what bathroom they use. And I'm like, why? Are you, why are you doing that? That's why insane? Why would you do that? Why did it enter your brain to just see what bathroom they're going to use? Like, well, I don't know if that's a guy or or or, or, or a chick. I'm like, why does it matter? It's like 2009, so I'm like, okay, I don't care. Not because I'm like you know woke or nothing, but it's like, why would I waste my time with that stuff? Um, but that was kind of like the, 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 like the, the, the usual day to day at a, at a job like that. It was just, um, I don't know. It was, it was just something that's like really hard to explain for people who aren't there because a lot of that stuff just rolled off the tongue for most of the people. And Mm -hmm. almost everybody there was like guilty of it. And it wasn't just like, there was definitely guys there that were just like, oh, I'm going to sleep with like half the women that are here. And mm-hmm. there were women who would say, I'm going to sleep with, like, half the women that are here and were, and were very predatory <laughs> about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was um, someone who – there was a couple of people, a couple of people where that was their first job. And mm-hmm. this woman was, like, 18 years old, first job out of high school. And this, this, this one guy was like, oh, I'm, you know, making all the vulgar comments. And there was this one woman who was, like, really aggressively trying to, like, get her to hang out. And she's like, oh, you can come over to my house and drink alcohol. You're, you know, I'm going to have to drink now. I won't tell anybody. And I'm like, this is, this is, this is all wrong. None of this is okay. So, I, yeah. I, I understand fully. Like, I am always routinely, like, I'm always routinely stupefied, even in my continuing career in the tech industry, that I am the most professional motherfucker that I've ever met because I don't I, I have nothing to say. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's weird because I'm I guess the my entrance, my entry point into this was I used to work. I've also worked like shitty retail jobs, but I, I lucked out and started working like in mechanic shops and I worked in a tire changing place. By the way, most normal people on Earth are tire technicians, right? People who are not racist or sexist, just regular normal people because they're too tired to have opinions. That job yeah. is backbreaking labor. You can't, you literally cannot give a shit about anything other than just getting your shit done for the end of the day and then sleeping. That's all you can do in that job. Anyways, um, I did that. And so I thought I was like really rough around the edges. So I, I made sure to like ex- put like extra effort in how I conducted myself around like what I assumed were like tech people, right? Which were like professional business people. So I always made sure that I was like, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And very like, and you would not believe how weird people treated me because I was that way. Right? Yeah. So go for it. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying it's weird for me that I had this experience of being an outsider because I wanted to act professional, which is extremely strange to me. I've seen that in so many. I've seen that in most places that I worked in. A lot of people who go into tech aren't the most um, um, socially like well-adjusted people. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. who just kind of get to that like what people will call like an idiot savant, and it's like you know one thing, you do one thing very well, and that's kind of like what you clue into. And I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not the best person in social situations either. I'm like, I'm very socially awkward. So mm-hmm. when it comes to jumping in jobs like this, I was just like, I don't want to work with customers. I don't want to work with outsiders. I just want to work with the same mm-hmm. people over and over again. But then the same people were kind of like, wow, you really believe that? Or you really think that? Because um, there's just so many weird people that you've run into. And like and like you said, I was trying to be a professional um, for the most part. Like 
the older I got into tech, I just tried to focus in on being a professional. And there was a lot of people that have worked in the tech who were just not professionals or they got used to like a, like a boys club, regardless of gender. So they wanted to play that role as well. Um, a previous job, the previous job that I had, this is a, this is a tech job. This is like a, like a startup e-commerce job. And there was a woman there who worked for a, um, I'll just say grinder. She worked for grinder and <laughs> she kind of, Sick. she kind of brought, cool. But she brought that like grinder mentality to this job and it was not fitting at all. Like she had she had this folder where she would take notes for work and it had the eggplant emoji on the folder, like the all over the folder, the big egg, <laughs> eggplant emoji. And I'm like, you're walking around with a dick folder. This is and I would never do that. And I wasn't going to tell her that. OK, but the, all she was talking about is just like sexual stuff. And I'm like, oh, God, because she was. Because I had told her that I had a boyfriend, and then she was like, okay, I let that alone. And then when she mm -hmm. found that I was bisexual, it was just like, we're drunk at a work party, which work parties are always terrible. That's why I don't like going to work parties. Everyone gets drunk, and everyone just takes things way too far, especially, um, yeah, everyone does that. So she's like, oh, who, who, do you, who do you think's attractive here? I was like, I'm not saying anything. It's like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not, I'm not going to mm -hmm. talk about that. But, yeah, that's a different job. And, um, I mean, it was some weird stuff that happened at that tech job as well i just ugh, it was it, it was a lot it was it was basically like they the people who owned that place were treating it like entertainment 720 like in parks and rec spending all the money they had on nonsense which is fine by me because i was making a ninety thousand dollar a year salary and getting going to lunch and ordering from like the fucking side of the menu so it's just like he's like can i get a mimosa yeah it's like can i get lobster yeah it's like can i get two lobsters yeah it's like okay it ain't my money <laughs> yeah you money laundering like is a fucking thing that happens through vcs oh, yeah. through tech companies and like i worked um i worked at this company i don't know if i'm allowed to say the name i don't think i don't, don't say the name it's, Just but so. anyways i worked for a company that was trying to teach people how or teach cars how to drive using an ai so i was working there for a while doing that and um they they paid me as a consultant and here's the thing I had no idea what they were talking about. I knew the guy, the guy that who got me the job, right? We had met up at Uber and I saw him do some shit that he shouldn't have done. <laughs> and I didn't say anything because it wasn't like he didn't do anything to someone. He just did some shit he should not have done. And I just didn't say anything, kept my mouth shut. Years later, I get a ping on, on um, what is it called? On LinkedIn. Yeah. And he's just like, hey, man, uh, you need a job? And I go, no, I, I have a job. And he's like, no, 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 you can keep your job, but just like a consultancy thing. And I was like, well, dude, I cook. I'm a, I'm a chef. <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you consulting me for, right? And he's like, oh, you know, we'll just need your, your for your opinions. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever. And I got a $60,000 a year gig for one year, just answering a phone call once a month. And they would say, hey, uh, what do you think of this? Um, what is it called? What do you think of this API integration? And I would yeah. just be like, yeah, it works. And then I hang up. And I, I got <laughs> up. How, how's Postman treating you? God damn it. <laughs> deep, deep well, I was, I, it was fucking crazy to me that that happened. And then, like, a, like I guess they that company imploded and got folded into another company. And then they were As just like, we're cutting you off. with VCs. Yeah, and I was in there, we're cutting you off. I'm like, okay, fine. I, literally, I don't care. Like, <laughs> that's, and by the way, I didn't get to really keep any of that money. Um, taxes fucking annihilated me. I think I made, I like was promised 60,000. I think I made like close to like maybe 20,000 
So it was like having a part-time job at McDonald's, essentially. Yeah. Where once a month, I got a call and said, yeah, these, AP, <laughs> these API integrations are great. He literally gave me a script of what to say like a week before. And I would just say it. And that was it. And like that kind of shit happens all the fucking time like in tech and like my my whole time at uber how they kind of picked me up from uber was met this dude we were i was just like at the time i was working as a tire technician and i was also working at 7-eleven and i hated both of those well actually i loved my job at 7-eleven but i was like broke right i was broke because most of my paycheck was going to like buying people groceries and shit because i'm a big soft heart motherfucker so like people walk in with a sob story be like hey i I can't afford these cigarettes, man. Can I pay you next week? And I'm like, yeah, for, just take, you know what? Here's some more. Just get some more shit. I'll, I'll pay for it. Don't worry about it. That's that's on me. But um, when it when it was all said and done and I that shit went away, I um, was like looking for just a way out, a way in. And I mean, I'm literally in the Bay Area. I'm Google is a block away from my house or not a block, but not far away from my house. And you know, Facebook, the Facebook campus is right there. And like, I, I have all these aspirations, but every time I would like apply, they would say, yeah, we're looking for someone with so-and-so, you know, title, they need this kind of, they need this much experience in this. So it was a very discouraging process. I met this dude, he's the CEO of this really small staffing company. Um, we used to do open mics together. Uh, he used to come in and like just sing and do whatever the fuck. And I would just do my own, like I, I hosted the open mic and one day one thing led to another and fucking I blew him <laughs> for, for money. And uh, that shit passed on and he like called me a few weeks later and was like, hey, uh, you ever need a job? And I said, yeah, dude, I don't care. I'm trying to get out of my job. He's like, all right, cool. I got a job for you. There's this little company called Uber and they need a janitor. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll take it. And at the time, this is like 2011. No one knew what Uber was like even people at uber were like i remember like going there and the lady during my interview process couldn't tell me what uber did she <laughs> she was like i was like yo uh what does uber do how do they you know how does it work how to work you know like and then she was just like yeah i think we're like a taxi service i think we just do taxis and i was like you do taxis what the fuck does that mean i don't understand what is that what is that how do you do taxis and then she she just said you'll get it you'll get it and so i went and i i started i was there for three months and then pretty soon they opened up a kitchen i applied for um just like a front end kitchen staff like just making sure that like shit was clean and sweeping and then eventually i worked my way into the kitchen and then from there when i got into like the big leagues i started doing like catering and shit and from that when i like so i got fired from uber for calling the ceo a cocksucker <laughs> um to his face in a meeting. Uh, I mean, it's that, that's that's kind of a situation. If you said it takes one to know one, then it would have been. Yeah. <laughs> well, what happened was this. I fucking, I, I had been working there for a long time. I worked my way up into the food program. I was doing their, their like all their events catering. And my mom had a stroke. So I needed to leave, right? She had a stroke and I had to go. Um, and it's one of those things. It wasn't like a, like. Not that there's any such thing as a, as a medium stroke or like a light stroke, but she yeah, had a stroke. stroke. stroke she yeah, was, yeah, she was in the fucking hospital for a month. So I took, I called my, I called my whole up level. That's what they call them, by the way. You're, you don't have managers. You, it's called up level, right? So I called my whole up level and let them know, hey, up dog, 
<laughs> what's up dog uh so i <laughs> i had like this whole fucking sorry ruben's not here i have <laughs> yeah, to yeah you gotta you, know, you, you gotta fill in <laughs> but um so the whole thing i called everyone i let everyone know and they didn't write any of the shit that i told them down right they didn't write any of the vendor numbers any of the vendor names they didn't try and leverage any of the relationships that i built with all these fucking vendors that we had to do our catering services and stuff they just didn't give a shit so we had this thing at the time called Uberversity, which was like a once a month or it was once every other month. And it was like they would literally because at the time that I was there, they had something called they were going through something called hyper growth. And this was essentially like every day they were onboarding like 10 or 15, almost 20, 30 people every day for like two years. Right. And at the end of the or every other month, they would have this thing called Uberversity where they would onboard everyone all at the same time for three days. And it literally would just, we would go from a headcount of like 300 to 400 to 500 to like almost a thousand people once a month for three days. So like logistically, it was fucking insane. We would have to like move the entire office to, to fit desk space, create activities. They were there for three whole days and at different shifts, like Monday, like there would be days when I would just be at work for three whole days, like for the Uberversity thing. I would just be there for a full 72 hours because I could not go home because there was just too much shit going on. So we had an Uberversity schedule for the month that I had to leave. I had everything ready to go, everything ready to push. And after the first day, it failed and they just canceled it. They just said, okay, we'll do it for next month because we can't do it. So they couldn't do it without me and the team that I had put together, without the direction that I had like, left them because they didn't take any of it down. So... I ended up the next time coming back and it was just like a, what is it? What are those called? Just like a team meeting. Yeah. And um, all of a sudden uh, I get a text message or not text. I get a, a, I get a little alert on my phone saying the meeting room has changed. We're now in the war room, which the war room is where TK Travis talks to you directly. Like that's, he only does meetings in the war room. He doesn't go anywhere else. If so, I was like, what's this all what's going on right and i didn't know about like them canceling uberversity because it's like my i think my second day back on the job so i go in they sit me down they got everyone there and they're talking about like team lead shit regular stuff and then in the middle of the meeting um everyone kind of like looks at me and goes why did uberversity fail and i said i i wasn't aware that it failed i was gone i was away for the month and they said, what were you away from the month for? And I said, my mom had a stroke and it was pretty bad. So I took a month off to make sure that she was okay because she, I need, I need to make sure that my mom's okay. Like she had to yeah, relearn a how stroke. to, yeah, she had to relearn how to walk yeah. and talk and eat. Like it's, it was a rough 30 yeah, days. Yeah. I didn't have a good time. And Travis turns around in his little super villain chair <laughs> and he says, there are some people who are willing to sacrifice anything to be in your shoes right now. I've made sacrifices. I'm willing to sacrifice anything because I believe in this company. You know where your beliefs lie. And I said, yeah, my beliefs lie with the woman who gave birth to me, you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> that's, that's, a, 
that's how you gotta do it like so many <laughs> and, people in this world want to have that mic drop moment and they never do it dude you know what's really <laughs> fucked too though is like you're probably the first guy that had actually like talked back to him in like fucking five years or something <laughs> i hope i hope that was but then so then he he looks at me like like did that just happen and then everyone in the whole fucking office looks at me like did that just happen the only lady who was rooting for me was this lady named peggy she was the fucking she was the uh she was the HR. She was the HR lady. Yeah, and she looked at me like "fuck yes," right? She gave me that look that like that like "fuck yeah," right? And then I didn't. I I just was like expecting. Okay, I'm gonna get written up for that. Like I knew. I know what's coming. So I I get up and as I'm getting up and walking to my desk, two security guards like greet me yeah. and say, "Come with us." So they come with us. I go. They take me to the elevator. Take me downstairs. And on the lobby downstairs is all of my shit. Oh, yeah. Packed up in <laughs> from my desk. I didn't even get a Fucking chance to walk prop, through. Dude. It was literally less than 30 minutes, like, between that that moment. So I don't know how the fuck they did it so fastly. But then after that, I got blackballed from, like, pretty much every company in San Francisco. Could the you? only place that was willing to hire me was this little shit company called um, Cater to Me. Yeah. Which was... I don't know if you know Cater to Me. They're in SoCal, too. They're all over the fucking place. But they're the people that feed all the... Like everyone in tech, they were feeding people, and this is before Zero Cater really opened up, so they had yeah. no fucking. They literally had no competition, so they were snapping up people left and right. And when I was working for them, it was a fucking shit show, and they didn't have. I I built something for them, which I don't know if they use anymore, but and I feel bad about it because it's kind of fucked up the way what I had built. What essentially was was like a personality matrix, <laughs> where. <laughs> Where, this is how I got into fucking marketing, by the way. Um, I built like a personality matrix to measure the personality of a, an office space. So when you go into the office and you're and you're doing the food, you check mark these specific. You have like these benchmarks, and if the office meets these benchmarks, then you can like plot them on a, on a graph, right? And then when you go to hire a new employee who's going to take over that spot for you. You, you observe them and you benchmark them and depending on where they are on that graph, you align them. And if there's a certain amount of overlap, they're a good fit personality wise for, you know, the client that they're going to be servicing. Because at the end of the day, what a person like, what are they, they're called an OCC, which is an onsite catering coordinator, which is just a guy who oversees the food, the actual value that they're, um, like actually adding to what they're doing is actually just like they're selling the product remotely. They're saying like, you need us here because you need to pay me to make sure everything goes right. But the reality is I am just going to report back to Cater to me, everything that happens here, all the feedback, and they're going to get a direct line to it. So that we don't want to like tell people that face value. So we upsell it like that's Oh no, we're here to you know clean up and do all. No, we're not. We're here to fucking observe you motherfuckers eating, and then sell that shit, right? <laughs> like that's what we do. And then we sell that data to the vendors who sell us shit, right? So like the people who are making our food, we go, hey, your customers like this and they don't like that. But if you want more information, you're gonna have to pay us a premium. So we were essentially getting paid twice, and it's like a super fucked up. It's super fucked up, but that was what we were doing, and I felt. I feel bad about it now, but I didn't at the time when I was building it. I was just like, no, this is going to make everything work better. And no, it's just going to, it's just a way to let's monetize. Just quantify, let's quantify all these fucking human beings and yeah. like how their like personalities are and like work together. Let's just map and plot all of that and we'll just kick anybody out that doesn't, that doesn't conform fit. to those guidelines that 
by the way, we like created based off of who was already there to begin with. <laughs> so like it's yeah. God, I, like it, I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on you or anything, but it is like God, that's so fucking dark, dude. It's a, it's you, a, why do you think I'm such a tortured? Uh, it's, it's it's you're like the you're like the the guy who started Skynet. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, am a torture. I, I keep telling Marcos in like the DMs that like marketing is like it's it's dark posting. Yeah, it's it posting is. for ill. It's posting for ill means. Well, I always always would wanted to be the guy who started Skynet. I always would share the picture of the guy. It's just like I, I think I think I could I think I could start Skynet. I think I could piece it together and just <laughs> just be, do it so shittily that robots just start murdering people for just no reason. So it's just like oh that was my fault. My bad. <laughs> My All bad, right. guys. We'll so, work it out in the next iteration. The, 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 the hot fix is coming out next week. It's gonna. It's not gonna. It's, it's gonna stop. It's gonna start killing half of the people, and then, when the, in the new release, it's like the five gig release. It's gonna be zero murder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Progress. Progress moves forward in steps, guys. Yeah. Bear with us. It happens. I mean, how many how many people are gonna die in fiery crashes and in self driving tests yeah. before we finally and, get it? And and really, when you think about it, we're just like kind of a small indie company developing this. Like, who else has built a Skynet before? This is uncharted territory for us. Yeah. <laughs> you would you would not believe? Like, I am such a fucking tortured soul because of the shit that I do for marketing, right? Like, because. Ultimately, my my what I what my actual and this is like in tech in general, what my actual title is is nothing compared to what I actually do, right? My title is I'm just a fucking guy. I'm I'm like an ops manager. That's what they call it, just an ops manager. I don't do anything else. But what I actually do is for the company that I work for now, and I I feel fucked up because I invented this, and everything everything that I everything that I like proposed to them initially started out with the idea of. This is to make a product better, but it eventually turned into this is a way to sell my soul, right? Yep. This is how this is a way to trick people into doing dumb shit. But and so like, I what I do now is I infiltrate organic social communities on like Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, like every social media platform. Pretend to be someone I'm not. Go in there. Uh, have a full backstory, have everything, and then talk about a product to measure how it sounds to people, Whoa. and then I report that information back to my company. I, that I shit. Mean, that's that's. <laughs> I mean, if if you invented that, how most companies go is just like if you create something there, it's theirs forever. So yeah, I mean, it's well, not, yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's not. They own be it your, now. It's not going to be necessarily your fault. I mean, they might put your name. You might put your name on it or your likeness on it um, when they automate it. When they automate it, it's going to be like some weird like .exe it's file gonna that's going to which yes. is going to have your name on it. So that you're cursed with that for the rest of your life. So enjoy <laughs> that. But um, yeah, it's that's that's some weird shit. It's dark. It's dark. It's it is, but it sounds very familiar. Um, I remember reading an article in Newsweek a couple months ago about this like. Um, essentially, like army of redditors that the government employs, I, <laughs> called the secret army, like, I, and they do the exact same shit. Like their entire purpose is to, for whatever that, like whatever we like, I don't know what their like fucking purpose is, but like what they do on paper is they create like these personas, they create these full identities, they go online inside groups, they post. And they create like these entire lives that look like normal people, and then they then use that persona to like go do a thing, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, where like, do you think I fucking got the idea to do it? So are you are you are you are you, are you, are you, are you in that mode right now, or do you, no, you know what so in this are you in the secret army? Yeah. So I'm I'm actually very good at like compartmentalizing my yeah. life, right? Like, and that's essentially what you have to be able to do, right? Um, I my Twitter. If you like look at my Twitter, you can see the tortured aspect of it. Like going through it because I'm constantly joking and shit posting because I don't want to fucking be good at my job, and I am good at it, which is fucked up to me, right? It's really fucked up. And I, if you want to like go back into like how I got good at my job, it's you know it's like fucking childhood trauma mixed with like just bargaining and trying to figure out how to be a normal person, right? Yeah, like, I mean, right? Like, and so I think that one of the things that I always have to be aware of is that I have to tell people, hey, look. This is what I do for a living. This isn't what I do to live. Yeah. Right? And so, like, I'm, I'm very open and honest about how fucking garbage this shit. Because this shit does make me fucking feel bad, right? Like, the thing that only only three things keeping me sane is, like, being able to jog, being able to bust nuts, and being able to fucking, like, eat myself to death. Those are the three things that are really keeping me fucking yeah, dope, sane. Dopamine I, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Because if I if I wasn't capable of, like, indulging in any on any three of those fucking things then i i do lose like i get i become psychopathic right yeah i, I think um I, oh, I mean ivy spoke off the pot a while ago we were talking about how like the only there's only like fucking two ways you can be a normal person and that's just like being a complete elon musk psychopath or just being fucking like suicidally depressed there's yeah. literally the only two things keeping you the only way to like avoid that is like other people right is is grounding yeah, yourself in community. other people yeah finding a community i i have the homies which is a small online community of friends that just help each other out we're friendly we're cool beyond that like in my real life i actually have homies too that i help them in all kinds of different ways so for me the best way to keep saying is to get the fuck away from myself right well, <laughs> like it's to not think about myself work it's kind of like it's supposed to be soul draining and i think it's more so now than it's ever been well i'm not ever been i mean i'm not fucking hunting whales for fucking oil or, or blubber or anything Yo, like but that you could, but it's that's like a cooler job though <laughs> but i mean yeah but it's just like my parents would always love for me to work a job that i hated like when i was when i first started working in retail when I, I was working at this, this fucking Albertsons and this meat department and this Albertsons that nobody could fucking find because it was like behind the junior college and, every, and everybody would call there. It's like, there's an Albertsons there? It's like, yes, there is. So <laughs> I was working in the I meat. had a food line like that, actually. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was misery because nobody wanted to be there. And I got fired because it was whatever the, I don't know what the fuck holiday season it was, whatever the hell holidays we have in uh, in uh, summer that's not 4th of July was going down. It was like Father's Day or some like shit. Memorial Day or something Yeah, something like probably. that. And nobody wanted to come to work. And they told me I had to come to work seven days straight. And I was like, fuck that. Then I was like, wait a minute. I can also say, I can do both. I can say fuck that and still get paid. So I showed up late every single day, seven days straight. <laughs> and like... They gave me like two days off. I came back two days off, and they wrote me up. They're just like, "You can't keep coming to work late. You went, you came to work seven, you came to work late seven days straight." I was like, "Yeah, but I was scheduled for work seven days straight." I eventually got fired, and they got sued, and I got money from it. But things like that was what I got used to at work. But my parents were like, "That's just what work is. That's what you, that's what you have to do." And and that's not what they ex- experienced. Like my dad worked at a hotel for forty years. My mother 
worked at like whatever the fuck odd job that she could and then she started doing hair for the rest of her life i was like yeah you did not like working in factories and getting yelled at so you became your own boss but then you want me to work at a factory and get yelled at i don't understand and they'll they'll never understand what i've done for the past 12 years the past 12 years i've worked in quality assurance qa what have you software qa they have no idea what i do they have no fucking idea i should have told my yeah, I, I tell my family when they ask me what I do for work, I just be like, I sell porn. Yeah, I just say computer. <laughs> I just say computer shit easier. because they yeah. have they have no earthly clue what I do. I was working for a um a box service and doing QA for the website, and I was talking to my sister. She's like, "So you deliver the boxes?" And I'm like, "I don't think they're gonna pay me ninety thousand dollars a year to deliver boxes." <laughs> I mean, I, that that's exactly what people should be getting paid for, like everything. Fuck inflation, yeah. but oh, absolutely, but. Not to deliver boxes. I mean, not that that job was like, not that it really did anything, but um, <laughs> but that's just me like phoning it in, and that's what I kind of found to do in a lot of jobs was just like I'm gonna put in like the least amount of work and try to get the maximum amount of cash, and I've done that in some jobs. Other jobs, I said I was gonna do that and ended up falling into like working weekends and stuff like that. I I, I worked at Sony for three and a half years and um. That's kind of what I felt at that job because I was a contractor for over three years. They never gave me a full-time position. And in the midst of that, it was a lot of craziness and turmoil. And I caused the mutiny once. And it was it was very like, I don't know, like Marx and fucking Lenin type shit. And I did not plan to do mm-hmm. that at all. It was just like I got super pissed <laughs> off and told everyone to leave. I was like, we're all leaving. And then everyone was like, oh, we'll, we'll follow you. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, hold, oh, like, wait a What's minute. What's a leader yeah. if- What's the leader if he's not reluctant, right? Yeah, I, I, I didn't even know I had that kind yeah. of juice. I, I thought I had no juice because <laughs> I was working there for two yeah. years, and it was this one guy who was just a fucking horrible person, which made no sense. Like, he was just this tiny, gay Jewish man, and I'm like, and he was extremely racist. I'm like, why are you racist? Like, you have all these things working against you, and, you, and you're just so fucking... And he was just extremely racist. Like, <laughs> when I got hired there, it was... I got hired... Uh, this one guy got hired. It was like two black guys, one uh, Arab guy, and then um, um, uh, Mexican American dude was hired. When this dude came in, hired nothing but white dudes, nothing yeah. but white so, dudes. So, uh, uh, what is it? A gay racist Jew walks into Sony. Pretty much. That's what that Pretty much. <laughs> so he hires nothing but white guys that he finds attractive. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking queer. Don't make this look bad for me too, because it's mm-hmm. like it's it's just, this looks really bad. So him and I never got along, and I just never listened to him because I didn't care. He didn't know what he was doing. He would he would never work. He would disappear. He was uh he was a coach at a college, so he would disappear, go to the co- go to the college and coach, and then come back, or he just wouldn't come back at all. So mm-hmm. it was catching up to him, and mm-hmm. something had happened where I w- I just got put over the edge. I'm like I'm gonna I I have to go. So. I got a job somewhere else, and I just was going to leave. They're just like, it's at-will employment. I could just quit whenever I want. So mm-hmm. I was going to walk out. I told him. I was promising him all these things. I was like, yeah, next Friday, I'm going to get all this done. Next Friday, this is going to happen, knowing that I'm walking out on Thursday. So mm-hmm. absolutely, the supervisor started telling people that I was walking out, and then mm-hmm. I get pulled aside by, like, the vice president of, the, of like, the start. It was, a, it was a subsidiary of Sony. So the vice president pulls me aside. It's just like, why are you leaving? I was like, I can't deal with this manager anymore. This guy's an idiot. I cannot deal with him anymore. She's like, is there anything we can do? I'm like, I don't know. I cannot deal with him anymore. So the manager finds out, pulls me into the room, and, he's, and he goes, are you trying to get me in trouble? I just start laughing. <laughs> I was like, dude, you have no idea what you're doing. You're in over your head. You do, you do absolutely nothing. You're drowning right now, and I'm going to watch you drown. That's, what, that's what's happening right now. 
So and you're racist. Oh, extremely racist. Like I used to call them out. I called them out every time on the racism because he was make he was really racist against Asian people. And his excuse was, "Oh, my husband's Chinese." I was like, "I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn what your husband is. You can't say things like that." So yeah, yeah. And I remember that day he like the I was going through a tip agency. They tried to give me like two more weeks. I was like, "No, there is no two more weeks." It's like I'm walking out of here. And I and, and the funniest thing was I put my foot down. I was like, "There is no amount of money that you're gonna offer me to keep me here." And then he wrote a number on on a, on a on a post-it note, slid it to me. I was like, "That is the exact amount of money that will that will, <laughs> that will keep me here." And I just walk at walk. I, I didn't sign the paperwork because the whole thing was I found. That's when I found out I had juice. I didn't think I had any juice. I was like, "I got juice." So mm-hmm. before I signed anything, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. I was like, everybody gets a raise, not just me. We all work hard. We all do the same damn thing. I want everybody to get a raise. So mm-hmm. he's like, well, no one, no one else is asking for a raise. I was like, I'll be right back. So I went to, I went to the tester room <laughs> and I was you like, give him that. I was like, give me, give me, give me, yeah, basically. Give me two minutes. Me, Wait, no, fire him. We made a mistake. Exactly. I was like, give me one minute. So I went to the tester room and I huddled the testers. So I was like, hey. He's saying that nobody's asking for raises, so go in there right now and ask for a raise or whatever you want. So people were asking for full-time positions. They were asking for raises. This one dude who I still hang out with, he's just so dopey. He's just a dopey idiot, and he's just like, I don't want to rock a boat. He was the only one that didn't get a raise because he didn't want to rock a boat. So everybody got a raise but him. I got an insane raise, and but the manager was desperately trying to fire me after that because I just called him out on his bullshit. So... He's like, he wanted to get me caught up in some sexual harassment, some something, anything. I didn't do anything but work. Like, I didn't do anything at that job. I didn't look at anybody sideways. I didn't do anything. I went in there, worked, and I'll say that happened in uh, uh, September, whatever the fuck year that was. And then he gets, he, they fired him in December, like, at the beginning of Hanukkah. And I'm like, that's fucked up. It's just like that's why I was like I don't like to do, but you know he's Jewish. Don't fire him. Shabbat shalom, homie. It was just like I mean, my and it's like it's like it was funny, but it wasn't that funny. I mean, I'm not gonna do the whole. I know, like my boyfriend is Jewish, but I'm not gonna get. I doesn't that doesn't mean I can make jokes like that. So it was like holy shit, they fired him on fucking Hanukkah. That's fucked up. And he came to me. He's like, today's my last day. And he just shook my hand and walked away. And I was like, ha ha. And then somehow the job got worse. And somehow him leaving, things did not get any goddamn better because no one knew what the fuck we did and thought we were just all assholes. And it's just like, you guys just sit here on your phones and just watch and watch and watch Hulu all day. And I was like, that's me. Because I didn't give a fuck at that job. I would tell people exactly what I'm doing because somebody would like come to me. He's like, I need your work computer. It's like, no. It's like you have a you have Xcode. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Go download Xcode. So I don't have Xcode in my Mac. It's like, then get a new Mac. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, mm-hmm. I'm watching YouTube. It's like, I'm gonna tell your manager you're watching YouTube. Then he walked away. I was like, tell them I'm watching Kim Justice on YouTube. It's like, shut the fuck up. It's like I just, I just, I just stopped caring. I just started getting so angry at that job, and that's why I knew I had to leave because I knew that I was, that I was like, oh my god, this is this is horrible. Um, no, just something completely unrelated. My current job just started a Slack channel for, for, for black people, and they added me to it without asking. Holy shit. You're getting this live. What the fuck is wrong with Sick. people? Hell yeah. Fuck. <laughs> they didn't ask me for this. This is... Oh, Yo, you gotta come back and be like, Yo, I'm not black, I'm Irish. Like, hey, 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 I'm black, I'm black Irish. This, this, this is Frank O'Neill medals, goddammit. I'm, 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 doing, I'm doing it for the culture. 
It's for it's for <laughs> Ireland and Nigeria. Once once like, once oh I do t- once I do twenty three and me, I'm gonna find out. God damn it! I gotta buy I gotta buy my heritage back. Once I buy my heritage back, it's 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 oh it's gonna God. happen. Um, just just very quickly, I have to keep saying that I am black because the last time I was on a podcast, uh, a bunch of people tried to find me on Twitter and they kept seeing they were like, "Who's this black guy with your name?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's me. That's 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 me." Just I don't a little, little racist, but that's me. It's fine. I'm only I'm only melanated like six months out of the year in the summertime. You know what I'm saying? So I get to pass as white. And it's, it's only over the phone for me. Like that's why I get that's why I got most of these tech jobs because it's too late by that time. Like they hear yeah, me on the no, phone. Yeah, no. So <laughs> go for I, it. I got the custodian job because my name was Marcos Rangel, right? Marcos Rangel. That's how you pronounce it. Fucking. Oh, that's Spanish, that's yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. So like, fucking when I go to apply for jobs that aren't custodial work or kitchen work, I I put my name as Mark Ranger, M A R C, and then R A N G E R. The reason, and I just say, oh, you know what? I misspelled it. My bad. You know, I was kind of typing it in fast. And I'll do that on purpose, and I'll get a call back every time for Mark Ranger, right? <laughs> Literally every fucking time I get a call back. And they hear me on the phone. They come in, and they see the, the mustache, and they see the tan, and they're just like. Yeah, I see the uh, the snidely whiplash <laughs> twirling thing you've been doing for the last I, I need It's because I'm evil, right? Like, there's an evil, like, yeah, that's yeah, how I'm yeah. in marketing. The, the, I have to let it out a little just, bit. Just but, uh, so much Satan. <laughs> But so I, I do this, right? I come in and fucking, you would not believe, I'm, I've had managers like while I'm like talking about them, they go, you don't sound anything like I expected you to. What? And, I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, would you prefer I talk like this? This goes Speedy Gonzalez on. You, you see how, to see how uncomfortable they are. That's I, how I know I got the job. I've had, right? I've <laughs> had two, I've had two different times where that has happened. Um, mm-hmm. completely unrelated to the three and a half years I worked at Sony, I was going to work at Sony as a vendor. And mm-hmm. this, two, we, we both did it because it was this woman who was who was uh, running the open interviews. It was somewhere in like mm-hmm. Covina or something. I don't know if anyone's mm-hmm. familiar with the uh, with SoCal. It's not very close to where mm-hmm. I am. So I went there. Her name was Bonita Jones. So I'm thinking like, mm-hmm. she's black. I get there mm-hmm. and it's this white woman who's working the counter and I'm, she's, I was just like, huh, I wonder where Benita is. She's like, hello, I'm Benita. I was like, whew, I was wrong. So <laughs> I sit down and she's like, hey, is Frank Meadows here? I was like, yeah, I'm right here. She's like, you're Frank Meadows. I was like, yes, I am. And then there's like 20 <laughs> people here. She goes, I thought you were white. And I'm looking like, no, no, not, not today. Not today. Maybe tomorrow. If I want to get alone and drive really fast on the wrong side of the road, but not, not today. So... She did it again, like, and we were, we left and we came back. She's like, Frank Meadows is like, yeah. She's like, I steal the face and the name. Just don't. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Oh my God. It's like, I was thinking I, it, but I didn't say it, but she kept fucking saying it. So I was I like, low key, I low key enjoy that kind of racism, right? Like, to me, that I'm okay with it because it's, it's upfront, it's in my face, it's something to joke about. What well, I, well, there's something, there's something intensely comical about it too, because it's like, there's this like this mental block that she's now suddenly like hyper aware of and she literally has like like some active like cognitive dissonance bullshit that's like going on in her head where she's like trying to square like her previous worldview with like the reality that's directly in front of her which is Frank just sitting there yeah. like literally Frank sitting there is like blowing this woman's mind I mean- <laughs> I've, she can't handle it. And, and I've met people whose names where I was like, okay, I didn't think that was going to be your name, but I, it didn't in my it didn't in my entire like existence at once because I worked at a startup where 
it was a woman who had like this very like Irish name, but she was an Asian woman. And she told me she's like, "Oh, I'm I'm adopted, so don't 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 go so nuts about getting shocked about my name." I was like, "I don't care." Mm-hmm. And then it was a woman named mm-hmm. Juanita and a woman named like like Susan. But then it was like you know black woman, white woman. So people were like, "Oh, which one's which?" But it was like, "Okay, you're switch." I was like, "That didn't it, it, even if it's like light racism or light stupidity, it's not like mm-hmm. I gotta let you know I didn't think that was your name." It's like, "No, that's <laughs> stupid. Like, don't tell people that. Just yeah. keep it to yourself." Because at yeah. at yeah. Sony, it can, like, bro, people yeah. people can't read your mind. Take advantage yeah, of that. I'm not t- <laughs> I, even if even if it's a horrible take, I'm not fucking saying it. Because at Sony, that kind of happened because we had an offshore team based in Canada, and it was, like, near mm-hmm. um, uh, Vancouver, Canada. So the mm-hmm. offshore teams there was, like, one guy, it was one guy, his last name was Black, but he was a white guy. And then the, all the other mm-hmm. team was, like, everybody else on the team was Asian. So we never mm-hmm. saw each other. So my mm-hmm. manager was, like, okay, you got to do Zoom calls and turn your camera on. So mm-hmm. they're sitting there chilling. I'm in this really low-light office. I turn the camera on, and they, can, and they can't even see me. And they just start busting up. <laughs> and I'm, like... <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, I know why you're laughing because you can't see the black guy in low light, but you can all go fuck yourselves, but I know why you're laughing. <laughs> and it's, it's like, it's, it's like, it's like, God damn it. It's, it's, I know why they're laughing, but I can't. And like, and, and like we said earlier, I want to be a professional, so I don't want to go call them out and like, are you guys being, mm-hmm. you guys being racist over there in Canada? But you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's just something that you experience like like growing, like I'm not growing up in Los Angeles, so like it's not like Mobile, Alabama. I'm not used to like racism that's like like in your face and constant. And especially mm-hmm. seeing that at jobs where it's like, I know if I put my full name on a resume, I'm going to get a phone call back because it's like mm-hmm. the most like Anglo, like Anglo and Irish goddamn combination of names put together. They wouldn't think in a million mm-hmm. years that I'd be black. I will mm-hmm. always get phone calls back with that name. But then when we started mm-hmm. doing, like, it's like, especially during the pandemic with the Zoom calls, they were just like, whoa. <laughs> they were like, wow, that's, uh, that's, that's, <laughs> ooh, that, that's, that's Frank. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's, let's continue going. Uh, we're, we're, we're just going to go through this interview. Like, oh man, I thought, I thought you were a completely different person, sir. I, I apologize. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh my God. This reminded me of a place I worked called Battery Hut where a guy actually did say I spoke well. And that was like, Fuck. <laughs> like he speak, he's Christ. like he speaks so well like how do you how do you speak so well like what wh- wh- how do you talk like that you just you just you just speak so well i'm just sitting there like i need this job so bad that i will incur all this racism but this is fucking bullshit <laughs> it's like i i work for him that's not unrelated yeah. to like for for languages specifically because i'm i'm from the mountains and i kind of mask my accent quite a lot but like when i like walk up to somebody because like i'm i'm white so people i guess just like have a natural assumption that i'm like uh like educated or something because like i'll walk up to him and i'll say <clears throat> like i'll explain like a really complex concept in a really deep fucking like twang and like drawl and they're, they'll go, you know, you're a lot smarter than you sound. Oh, yeah. So you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, like Appalachian English, especially um, like as a dialect. It's like Appalachian English and like AAVE are like the two like most if you're just going based off of voice, yeah. like those are the two dialects in the United States that like people just automatically fucking think that you're just dumb as shit if you sound like if, that. If you have, Even a lot of people that have those fucking dialects yeah. as their native tongue. Yeah, if yeah. you have a southern accent, you're not in the south, people automatically think you're an idiot. 
it doesn't matter if you have like yeah. eight PhDs. If you go, if you say like, if you fall into that y'all yeah. territory, it's just like, oh, you're an idiot. You're stupid. You you drink some moonshine. You're oh god, you're even a trailer. <laughs> look at this idiot. Look at look. Do you have all your teeth? All that shit. It's like people will talk down to you, but sometimes people will really have the hardcore accent because like I got like a mix of a lot of different accents, so people don't really know what to do with me because some people like my mother is from Mississippi, so she has like a real like thick accent. And my my oh, yeah. my dad has a southern accent, which makes no sense because he was born and raised in L.A., but his parents are from Arkansas. So he's got the he's got like the Arkansas accent. My mother's got the Mississippi accent. Oh, Arkansas is so fucking wild. Beast. Oh yeah, it's weird. Like the the stuff that my dad says that no one else understand understands, or the times where I have to translate stuff from my parents because they'll just say things to white people that are from L.A. and they're like, I'm like, they do not understand what the fuck you just said. <laughs> now, well, well now they do because they listen to a lot of Kanye and shit like that. So. Like, 20 years ago, this one guy was, like, sitting in some room, and he's, like, he, like, stood up for a second, and my mom was, like, are you finna, you finna leave? And he just blank stare. It's, like, she's asking if you're leaving. It's, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but now, they listen to Kanye. Now, a lot of those white kids listen to Kanye and stuff, so they understand. So the, they know, yeah. They know the vernacular. They, they, we, they, they know how, they know how the sausage is made. <laughs> I, um, yeah. I work for a major, like, mo- mostly Japanese company. So I endure all kinds of like racism, but it's very cute ra- racism. I don't know how to explain it. It's very cute interactions where like they don't understand that they're being racist and I'm okay with it, right? Um, I think one time I was explaining to them, they were talking about, they were like, oh yeah, you're American and blah, blah, blah. And they go, but you get very tan. And I was like, oh, I'm actually a Mexican. And they're like, oh, tacos. And then I was just like, yes, yes, you're at, yes, yeah. actually. One thousand, that's the inti- whole thing my the entirety of my culture for. is that you're right, dude. There's no <laughs> tacos. That's what we do. We do that. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I, the only thing you know. It's like, what's the first thing you think about? Oh, uh, uh, burritos, beans, rice. It's like, stop. Yeah, no, yeah, see, yeah. It was cool. Honestly, I, I appreciate it because I, I think for me, why yeah. I'm appreciative of it is because I understand it doesn't come from the same place. So like, I used to have a, I used to have a fucking um, – I, I used to have an old manager that used to say racist shit but, like, in a way where it wasn't, a, like, obscenely racist. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. But he – so one of the things that he used to say all the time was he was like, man, I don't know what it is about bean eaters is what he called them. But they're very good at cooking and that because we're, we're fucking chefs, right? Huh? And I was like, what do you mean, like, dude, millions of people eat beans? And he's like, well, you know, like, culturally – and I was like, I don't know, yeah, actually, dude, like, <laughs> who culturally Wait, where's this beans? dude from? Because he probably eats beans, too. Like, green beans are, like, well, in, incredibly popular. You know like, what's crazy salvage. to me? Is he, had, he had a thick-ass Oklahoma accent, like a real oaky way of talking. But the motherfucker was born and raised in San Francisco. So it didn't make any sense to me. And his mom yeah, talked it's, like it's a his parents. It's gotta be his parents. Fuck. No, his mom was a wasp from, like, Boston. She had that, like, mm-hmm, like you know, that kind of, like... Yeah, yeah. Way of speaking, and and the dad was just some fucking loser. <laughs> that was just like a fucking guy. Loser. Yeah, fucking loser. I don't know how to explain. Yeah, it. He's just, like, yeah. he's a guy who used to fix jet skis in the seventies, oh. and that was his job. Gay, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, gay. That's probably <laughs> that's probably what he was actually. <laughs> no, but it's it's crazy to me that that's what he did like for a living, and then he was able to afford a house in Menlo Park. So this prick grew up like. In the lap of luxury, in like in a fucking nice area, right? Like 
fucking million dollar homes all around yeah. him and decide, decided to decided. talk like this, well, which <laughs> doesn't make any fucking sense to me. He, he's, he's like, you just woke up and chose that dude? <laughs> I think it's like the plot from that, uh, that, uh, that, damn, what is that slavery flick that came out last year where everybody's pretending to be Southern and recreated like the, the fucking antebellum? Yeah, where he's just like, everybody uh, gonna talk like this the and then sound, this yeah. weird mix of Southern accents. And then it's like, well, I'm actually, I'm actually from Los Angeles, actually, but it's, it kind of sounds like that. But yeah. I don't know anyone who's like, purposely tries to do that because for me well that kind of actually that that is a real phenomenon that happens like y'all was like a, a phenomenon that was basically contained like exclusively to like texas and the surrounding area well yeah right yeah like, well the south is a, is a big y'all like place because you know y'all means all and it, it's like the plural and the singular it's it's everything so it's a thing that a it lot of people It is, but like in Appalachia especially, it's like actually what had happened in the language like naturally on its own was uh, people were referred instead of you all, it was you ones. Yeah. You ones. So mm -hmm. a lot of like, uh, that's why you've got like what's so-called yinzers yeah. in like Pittsburgh. Um, like I, I'll say you ones. Um, you know, some people out, and I think it's like Eastern Kentucky says yuns. Yeah. You know, Yon's well, <laughs> going down over. Like, well, well, yeah, we, so. well, y'all got taken over because I know with like the the black vernacular, it's like nim or nam. It's like and them. So it's just like oh, at least in them. That's just kind of like what, what yeah, kind of yeah. how that became. But that's 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 one that people don't ever say. You you really have to be from there or know somebody from there to say like you know that one. But the rest of them were just like like you got like you guys is like a big thing in the mid like midwestern people say or. Here it's like everybody just says "dude," which I know I try to stop saying it because it's just it's like it's it, it's gender neutral dude, to me, but I don't I don't dude. it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean it's to everybody. But everybody I, I used to call my mom "dude" all the fucking time because it's just like you grow the, you, the you, future yeah you grew, you grew up in L.A. so it's just like nah dude or you know, dude like oh dude dude and because people who aren't from L.A. like when I was in my early twenties and people trying to like date people who weren't from here women would be just just like in in distress like why should you call me dude I'm like. I'm, I'm, we call everybody dude here. I don't, I'm sorry. In the Bay, I, I Area, it's, in the Bay Area, it's bro. Oh, bro. Bro, right. for, like, Bay, yeah. the Bay, Bay Area you, is like I, serious, like California accent. Like the LA accent is similar, but Bay Area is like, they don't fuck around. They don't bullshit. Like here, I got, I got a mix of the worst fucking SoCal accents because I was, I was like raised in like the West side, like in Santa Monica. I was born there and then I was raised in the Valley. So I got a mix of like the surfer bullshit and the Valley bullshit. And sometimes I pronounce things like a southerner because that's just how my mom says it. So like, I'll say I won't say yeah. Alameda. I'll, I'll say I won't say Alameda. I'll say Alameda because mm -hmm. that's that's yeah. just how that's just how we talk. Mm -hmm. Well, no, and the, so I think, in all honesty, the final frontier of language is Funis coming out of fucking like L.A., California proper, and it's just every like it's the it's a weird mix of every single and it's essentially like Latino people in all of California have been starting to say foo. Yeah. Oof. And then it, it's now its own language, right? Oh, people yeah. say like, hey, look at it closely, foo. Like, <laughs> it's its own thing. Like, okay, okay, good. Like, there's a word. Yeah. There's a bunch of, like, Spanish mixtures. But if you go to speak that shit in Mexico, um, no one knows what the fuck you're talking about. Like, you will literally, it's not even Spanish half the time. But it's not Spanglish because Spanglish is something, it's like where Spanglish is something that's in between. Right. And the only people right. who really speak Spanglish now anymore are like Guatemalans. Yeah. Right. There's no actual real way to call what it's Funis is what people are calling it. Right. <laughs> well, it's, so like it's 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 still English, though. Right. 
no yes and no right because yeah. it's like it's it's aave then it's tech it's english sometimes and then it's spanish but then also there's like weird like not not um what is it it's called nahuacan or not it's like a, it's the aztec language yeah, yeah 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 it's nahuatl uh like w- like word formations like you'll say um like what uh tequalche like it's a te- like that's a thing a oh yeah 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 Right. And so like and so like the Edgar- I knew some guys from that area. I'm familiar. Yeah, no, yeah no. I'm actually I'm actually super fucking familiar with what you're talking right. about. Actually. Yeah. I worked with a ton of these guys. They're like from rural areas in a fucking like um goddamn, I can't remember where they say they were from, but I worked with them in uh greenhouse, um, like fucking I wanna say four or five years ago or something like that. Like really nice guys. They spoke like everybody spoke like great like dual like language, but like the Spanish that they were teaching me was not like a Spanish that was really applicable anywhere else in the Latino world. Or also the English that they were using is like, took some getting used to because it's its own dialect yeah. at that point. It's yeah. like like Scots or well, something like that. You also get like, there's non-word words. Like the, the like there's yeah, words yeah. that are just- Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, like I, all, I, 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 all I, I, I just, I yeah, I love that ride. shit, dude. I love that shit. I just do the business <laughs> from Ruby Ride. You so good at it. <laughs> I, 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 that's one thing I'm, I'm really famous for. Um, Just the, the, the weirdest like mix, because you said something about like Spanglish. There's a version mm-hmm. of that that I've heard from uh Gibraltar where people mm-hmm. speak Spaniard Spanish and British English, and it is a nightmare. Oh, that's got to sound fucking, fucking terrible. fucking fucked up. Nightmare. It's like that, <laughs> that that's our fucking pronunciation with the Spanish, along with mm-hmm. like the, the, the pompous British uh, uh, accent, because they switch between both. It's like... Mm-hmm. Night, it's, and then when and then when somebody's in the middle, it's an accent you've never heard before. It's like mm-hmm. it was this one like Obama looking guy who had this really weird ass voice. I was like, why is he talking like that? <laughs> and then he was switching between you know the British English and then the the, the Spaniard like the I think it's Castellano or whatever the fuck they say mm-hmm. like uh, the Spaniard Spanish like the major the major uh, version is uh, Spanish in Spain because there's like like a, a bunch of them there. So mm-hmm. it's like. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Castilian. Yeah, Castilian uh, Spanish. Because I think and it's like yeah, they were the because they were the, they were the main ones that um, when they unified with uh, Aragon and Leon, they were like the main uh, prestige dialect. So that makes sense. Yeah, so it was it's just like the worst thing I've ever heard of like this just just it's like that that one I think it was like uh, American Dad where they had the whole like. He's like, oh, we're, we're we're like, it's like Mexico and Canada joined together. Valley Girl, yeah, Valley Girl. Yeah, it, it was, <laughs> like it was just Mexican like Mexican Valley Girl. Yeah, it was just that accent of just like, why is he talking like that? And then like, and I don't want to be a dick, but it's like, wait a minute, that's when I first found really found out about Gibraltar. People, people, they, I think more people speak uh, Spanish there now, but people who are like a little bit older will switch in between. Where this one guy was just like this old, like eighty-year-old guy is just like going through Spanish, and he's just like, "Oh, I love the Queen as well." And I'm like, "Wait, whoa, wait, wait, wait a minute! <laughs> it's like, what the hell that come from?" Um, fucking, I do a bit where I'm like, "It's not. I, I don't want no tortillas, mate." <laughs> like, oh no! I do like a cockney. I can't. I can't cockney do. I, from I, Mexico. I, I can't do any of that shit. Like the only the only no. thing I could ever do was I had a friend from Australia that was staying at my place uh, a long time ago, and I just kept inst- I just kept constantly bugging her because it was like uh, she's like a, a big rugby fan, and I like jumped on. She's sleeping on my couch, and I jumped in. I was like, mate. Mate, the footy's on, mate. Mate, the footy's on. And she's like, "Get off me!" I was like, "Mate, the footy's on." 
I so I love my favorite thing ever is to like do accents, right? Yeah. And then when I meet white people that I can, I will roast the shit out of them with accents, right? Like I just love. So I used to have an Australian neighbor, and he used to like come. His name was Dan, and I would walk around, and he would like he would be like, he's like, he's like oh, how you doing? He's like, how you doing, Marcos? And I'd be like. Fucking tired. I'm fucking tired, mate. This fucking emu's on all my lawn, mate. Get the fuck out of here. And he's like, dude, stop. I'm like, I, my accent is almost gone. I'm like, you fucking bad, mate. Fucking knack, mate. That's fucked, mate. Yeah, you fucked. You fucked in the head. It's just like, it's just, and the way they talk to people there just sounds so damn mean. It's like they use, they use, the, they use the C word in every other, in every other word. It's just like, I, I I get offended. I'm like, man, you can't be calling. You can't be talking to people like that, my dude. I'm sorry. It's, it's a, it's out of love. It, it, oh, it really is. They just call people cunts like for fucking nothing. I'm like, are they about to fight? Like he just called, he just called. Yeah, no, that's a, You you said that shit out of here. You're getting, you're catching a, you're catching hands. There's oh, no the, fucking way that the, yeah. The, the fade is getting run. It's it's getting it's getting run. It's getting run like a. It's like wow. They just they just talk to each other. It, I mean, they're extremely rude people. But that's just how they are, though. Strange people. Yeah. It's not on purpose. It just they just they they just they just love having fun. The rudest people that I think I've ever met in my life. I used to work with uh, this dude. He was a German dude. Yeah. And he was rude, but like in a very bizarre way, right? Because I didn't, I didn't know how to explain to people that he was being rude. Because white people would be like, "I love his accent." They would just completely like, oh, like everything he said right over their fucking heads. They totally just, enamored, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and then, but he would say shit like, um, "I remember he was saying something to the effect of like." I think we were waiting for the Caltrain. It was like 30 minutes late. And then he said something like, he says like, um, he's like, oh, this never happens in Germany. Like this never happens in Berlin. And I was like, yeah, it didn't happen. It Like you guys figured that out in the 40s. Yeah. Then, <laughs> right? Oh, no. Germans, Germans do not like when you do shit like that. Like, yeah, then, it's fucking funny, too, because note. it's not even true. The trains ran like, like shit. Mussolini <laughs> yeah, was the only fascist that actually got the trains Mussolini running. Mussolini put marinara sauce on the tracks, and they were just moving fucking like nothing. <laughs> they were sliding. <laughs> yeah, we greased them up with fucking tomatoes. Put, put, the, put the marinara, some butter, and some, I don't know. Just, I'm just going to keep I'm, but I'm, olive, olive oil. oil olive oil. Put the olive oil on the tracks. Yeah. Yeah, wheels don't even have to move. He just, he just, made, he just did that hand thing. He just bobbity beep the whole way there. I, yeah. I, I yeah. That's that's actually how the conductor just moving the hands. He just, he's just hitting all the hitting all the fucking buttons with his fucking hands like that. Oh, um, the back of his fingers. Go. So I I said you yeah you guys figured that out in the forties and then he goes we figured out a lot of things in the forties and I was just like oh shit. Yo, right? like, and everyone around me like didn't catch what he meant. You sure, that dude wasn't Austrian, by the way. Yeah. I don't know what he was. Spe- they're, he had... spe- they're especially bad oh, about yeah. that. Yeah, he he was like proud about it. And then I remember him talking about like he he said something. We had uh, this was at Uber, by the yeah. way. And Uber fucking was a weird place because you always met like there's. I got a lot of practice doing all kinds of fucked up accents because I would just <laughs> roast the shit out of people yeah. who would come in from all over the you know all over the globe. But um, so there was a dude. And he was Swiss. Swiss people have like an atrocious accent, by the way, because yeah. yeah, no, it's not good. It's like weirdly German, and then every now and then it just becomes French. And oh, there's yeah. no middle ground, right? And so, anyways, he was—I I can't even do it. But he was talking to us about something, and then he said something like, "I can't trust. I can't trust that guy." And he was an operations manager, so I needed to talk. I needed him, and I'm like, "What do you mean? Like, I—you don't have to trust him. Like, I'm the guy. I'm the go-between." And he's like, "I know, but I can't trust the Swiss after." You know, and I was like, I don't know, actually. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, you want to get into that? <laughs> and he would just not bring it up. Yeah. Ever. He would just, you know, allude to shit like that. And I'm like, 
what, dude? What are you talking Like, Say it with your chest, man. Like, yes, really? It, just be about it, dude. Well, the, the, the worst thing for me is, like, being – because I remember going to E3, and it was, like, this German company, and there was this, like – I mean, there was this woman who was like twenty years older than me, and just to, just to just break 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 all the fucking kayfabes and the walls. It's just like that is mm-hmm. all of, all about my jam. So it's just like mm-hmm. this German woman who's like twice my age is talking about something, and I'm just in the back of my mind going, "Don't bring up the Nazis! Don't bring up the Nazis! Don't bring up the Nazis!" And the whole <laughs> conversation, I'm like, uh, "Dirk Nowitzki, yeah, he's cool. He's German." And then <laughs> and then I was drunk, and I said something about East Berlin, and then she just froze, and I'm like, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, that's a really sensitive like, that's topic ju- for a like, lot of German people. I was like, damn it, I didn't say the Nazis, but I brought up the fucking former Soviet, I brought up, I brought up fucking East Germany. Yeah. God damn it. And, like, and it was like yeah, her and man. like six fucking Hans looking dudes just start staring at me. It's like, and I'm leaving. But yeah, I met an Austrian guy who had a much better sense of humor than that. So, I mean, yeah. He, yeah. That's wild because I like I have I've had the opposite experience with like German people like most of the like racist German people I've I've met are like exclusively from Austria. Well, the the Austrian guy was just this like very flamboyant gay man that I met on like the Sunset Strip once and beautiful. He was just he just floated he just, like literally just floats into this conversation because most a lot of white people do this whole thing of like they say that they're. You know, their their grandparents are from some country and they know words and none of and it's complete nonsense. But nobody can confirm or deny. Yeah, it, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. So this one guy was like, "Oh, my grandfather's German," and he said, "You know, Ufgensleigen Uderbraten." And the guy's like, "That doesn't mean anything." And he's like, "Wait, yes, it does." He's like, "I'm from Austria. It doesn't mean anything." <laughs> and I was just fucking laughing my ass off because I was like, "I I've known so many fucking white people who do this shit. It's like you're not." saying anything you're just making you're making it's sounds like it's really <laughs> fucking sad whenever it happens too because it's like i think me and marcos were actually kind of talking about this in a dm uh like a couple of nights ago there's this really like sad thing that happens to like a lot of people in like the west and the united states especially where their like souls kind of get hollowed out of them they kind of like lose their like personality and they get filled up with just like random like fucking facts and trivia about yeah. like things that they they're pretty sure are from their past but like have been unsubstantiated rumors in their family for like a hundred years and then they like rebuild and create an entirely new like identity around that shit you know what I yeah. mean? Like Elizabeth Warren did that shit hard whoa. with like the like actually I'm Native American and like it's just yeah, fam- yeah, it's yeah. family lore. There's no. It proof was funny. It was it. funny looking at the history for that too, because like for all intents and purposes, it kind of looks like that was literally a family rumor, and she like started that kind of whoa. really herself. Yeah, I mean, by trying to get some affirmative action bullshit when she was like going to fucking Harvard or something, and then she just like once she fucking spun the web, man, she just had to fucking keep spinning. And that happens to a lot of people like... in this country because it's like nobody wants to have this whole boring sense of like if you're white or black in this country, well, not not a lot, not a lot of white people, but you've been here for a pretty damn long time. Especially if you're like some white people that yeah. can trash your fucking may- you know Mayflower white people. I mean that's not that's not that many. Yeah. There's like like ten yeah. percent. I think. Like my my family has been like pretty much mostly poor idiots that live in this general yeah. area of the mountains. So mountains. you want to like that's 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 most of my mom's side of the family. Yeah, you want to you want to bring. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. We're yeah. like we're we're literally like peasants. Yeah. That's where we came from. That's where most people came from. But people want to make it 
There's nothing wrong with that. That's most of history, yeah. man. You want to make it exciting, so you have to add the whole Native American factor. Because a lot of a lot of black people were raised and told that you know there's Native American relatives, and that's what I was told. I was told that my like great great grandparents were Native American or something like that. Where and I used a census record, and yeah. they weren't. Like like my my great grandmother had like fine hair and a lighter skin because her parents are both half white and she didn't like white people so she lied and said her parents her, her mother was native american her dad was black wearing both her parents were half white there was there's no native american yeah. heritage in our family whatsoever but that was the, yeah. the lie was like i hate white people so much i have to like get away from them somehow and that's that was that was her way to get away from them because most most black people will say oh there's some native american in our family can't prove it but you just say it because yeah. there's, there's a lot of there's a lot yeah. of things on like in my family that nobody can prove like my my on my father's side we've always been told that we're related to oj simpson can't prove it but we're always told that <laughs> oh oj that's your cousin it's like wait how how is oj my cousin i mean we both we, we got the big ass heads but I, I there's no proof and the only proof yeah i got a big head am i am i related to oj probably there's a chance there's yeah, an I mean, opportunity. You're, you're, you're from the bay you're from the, you're yeah. from the bay area say, that's definitely OJ's yeah, from the bay. yeah yeah but it makes it makes no fuck it makes no fucking sense i tried to i tried to research this i was like wait a minute okay there's a i am related to people named simpson but like oj's family is from louisiana the simpson family that i'm related to is from fucking south carolina so that doesn't that doesn't add up and then he's from he's from San Francisco, and the only in the in the part of my dad's family that lives in the Bay Area all lives in fucking Oakland. So it's just like none of this adds up. <laughs> but they mm-hmm. keep saying it. it's like you know OJ's your cousin. I mean, I only say that to make white people uncomfortable because it's funny to me. <laughs> it's, I did it in high school so many times. Sick. That's the only reason to ever do that. But um, that was it. Every every Mexican person that I know is either. Yeah, my my aunt is like you know fully Native American and lives on the res. And you're like, what, what aunt? And they're like, oh no. Well, <laughs> um, and then the other side of that is like, oh yeah, my my uncle is Emiliano Zapata, or like oh, <laughs> great uncle is that. I'm like, whatever, <laughs> fucking, we're all fucking Emiliano Zapata. Exactly. It doesn't matter, bro. Exactly. Yeah, I, my great grandfather was Pancho Villa. Yeah, Holmes. The three guys from Mexican history are, are all related to every Mexican. Of course, they they, 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 are, they all slept with the same exact people. Um, yeah. my, my, I, have, I had yeah. an ex that told like the exact opposite story because she's like very like you know dark skinned Mexican so mm-hmm. she could, she gets called like Pocahontas and things like that and mm-hmm. her family she told me she, like she was very much against Pancho Villa and Zapata because where her family lived they were like burning down the entire town so they ran across the literally ran across the border because they said that Pancho Villa and Zapata were burning down the entire town just indiscriminately mm-hmm. so that's that's that was like she was like well I hate those guys she's like the only Mexican I've ever met that was like <laughs> oh take down this Pancho Villa shit I was Damn, like she was pro Spain she was one <laughs> Is, I was like, I was like, as dark as you are. <laughs> I don't even think she was necessarily like pro Spain. If like she's like she's literally just mad about somebody. Yeah, I mean, I don't have to be pro Spain. That, that's like the one guy that's like that's like the one person that, like has a reasonable like response to revolution. <laughs> yeah. Literally, it's just like, wait a minute, I was living here. I was, I was just vibing. My own yeah. business. What the what the fuck, that's, guys? That's what she says. She's like her family was living in some border town. Like her, like I think it was her mother's side of the family was living in some border town. They were enjoying living in Mexico, had no reason to go to America, and they were just like the entire town's on fire. The only only way you could run is north, so that's how they ended up in America. Mm-hmm. It's just like fuck it, that's where we're going. Can't go mm-hmm. south because that's just fire. Um, well, you know, it's it's crazy to me. Like, so the Mexican American experience, right? Like the Chicano experience, yeah, is such a weird. It's weird. It's extremely weird because we are a people without a real history. Right, like yeah. we can go back and trace our own history back to like when we first crossed over, and it's either like 
intergenerational. Like my grandparents were the people that came to come over from Mexico on my mom's side, right? But on my dad's side, they've been here forever, yeah. right? So like very weird. But beyond that, there is no real Chicano culture that exists in America that isn't intimately tied with like essentially black cultures, black subcultures in in America and especially in California. Yeah. And I try to explain like in California, this is something that I had to like bring up to someone like that was from there was a Mexican dude who was a racist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. oh, I've like, su- met plenty. Like super, I've met plenty. Yeah, super super anti-black racist dude from I think he was from like uh New Mexico. Yeah. And he was ta- he was telling me about how like no, we're like a Mexican is Mexican. I'm like, "Look, in California, Mexican is analog to black. You might as well be. The, it's the same. It's a similar experience where, like, you're just not allowed to do a lot of the same shit. You're measured by a fucking different measure. I think for some people, the saving grace is some Mexicans are light-skinned. Oh, yeah. And light-skinned enough to be white-passing. And then they only get fucked with, like, six months out of the year. Like, myself, personally, right? I only get fucked with, like, six months out of the year. But other than that, if I dress a certain way, if I talk a certain way, if I am around the people, if I associate around the people that I'm supposed to associate with, I I have this like weird there's a it's very strange and yeah. I don't know how to like there's not a nice good word to put on it but like if you ask anyone out here like I have, I have tons of homies from Oakland that grew up that grew up in Oakland they're Mexican or like Guatemalan or Honduran or El Salvadorian and you ask them you know like oh culturally what do you feel and they're just like I'm a black I'm black and they're like fucking light. <laughs> they're like yeah. well, light skin. That, that's but definitely no... like a Bay Area thing because a lot of the yeah. like Latinx Latino people down here were definitely raised to just not like black people. And then there were some black people here that were definitely not raised not to like. Uh, it was like a vice versa situation because I was yeah. I'm, and that's yeah. Go for it. Oh, that, well, that's 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 close. That's proximity to the border. Yeah. Right. Like literally, the closer you are to the border, the harder it is to the roots. And a lot of that like culturalism. And colorism that you see comes from kind of like anti-Mexican sentiment. Essentially, it's the the idea was that in the 40s, the only people that were really down in that were out west were Mexican people. And so white people wanted to get them the fuck out of oh, yeah. like their homes. And especially in L.A., they were literally just like, you know, sequestering them, red zoning them, making them leave. And then once black people started making their way out of the south and into like California they were competing and white people got it into Mexican people's heads that black people are your enemy. Not black people are struggling with you. Get together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. That black and brown right. solidarity, just fucking white people got white well, culture. The same thing happened. Um, the same thing happened in the, in the South when like before uh, it like, even started before slavery, but I mean, well, no, I mean, it was in slavery, but like the roots of it were before slavery. Cause like, um, there were always like people that were like driven off the fucking land because like how you got over here was like you were basically like kicked out of England basically you were kicked out of Scotland or you were kicked out of Ireland or whatever and you were just kind of put on a ship and you were sent over here and you were given like a pretty like reasonable chunk of land but most of the time that was literally like almost all of the time that was like scooped up by like local like uh, the, I guess the like precursory kind of equivalent of like capitalist, basically. Yeah. Like the the justification was that like if you could not like you were allowed to keep that land only as long as you could like 
work it and make a profit. Like you had to specifically profit off of it, like for taxes, for the king. So if you couldn't do that, you got driven off into like the Appalachians. You got driven off into like the Great Dismal Swamp when that was still like a swamp, you know, the sand, like sandy, like bullshit land that nobody wanted. And so like you started getting like a bunch of like basically they were white people, but they weren't really viewed as white people anymore because they were like suffering like deformities from like malnutrition and a lot of other bullshit and things like that. They're like, their skin was like yellowing and things like that from jaundice because they weren't getting enough nutrients and stuff like that. They weren't working because they, nobody wants to fucking work. Right. (laughs) So, um, like, so then those people, like once slavery really started kicking up and getting going because those people were previously being employed by the dudes that had the land the dudes that had the land got it into the like the poor white people's heads that they were over the black people somehow because they were at least getting like compensated for their effort right like they were just indentured servants whereas the other ones were like slaves and like that's like that's literally like how deep it's the same process but that's like how deep yeah, it goes in american history yeah it's this weird class thing where uh poor white people some poor white people that understand that they will be treated in similar ways to black people but not entirely, but similar. But then they understand. They'll yeah. they'll understand that racism exists. They'll understand those things. But then there's others where they just don't. They don't get it because they're like, "Oh, my life's hard." It's like, but your life's not hard because you're white. It's like you're. Cause I, right. I definitely know some people. Your life's hard because of your material like sick situations. Because yeah. like, there's there's a high desert here is a lot of like poor white people that live there. They've lived there for multiple generations. It's it's in Los Angeles County. Yeah. Nobody likes to talk about it. But a lot of the white people there get fall into racism because it's just like well my, my grandparents are poor i'm poor we live in trailers why do why do i have to why do black people have to, or anybody of color has to get more than me and it's just like they're not getting more than you it's just you don't really fully understand your situation like um a, f- a friend of mine's brother you know they grew up multiple generations of poverty and he was doing like 125 miles an hour on the on the freeway while his brother was hanging outside of the car vomiting and a cop pulled him over and it's just like guys he's slow down and i was like you don't understand how you didn't get shot in that situation because you guys are white. It's like, you got to really understand that situation. Yeah. You got to really understand what happened. I mean, you might've gotten pulled over. You might've gotten hassled for being poor, but you were going the right direction. You were, you were driving away from LA, not towards LA doing this. So mm-hmm. some of yeah. them will understand it, but other people it's like, it's, it's me and nobody else. And that's the thing that I never had that as a kid, because even though I lived in their projects, it was like multicultural, all different kinds of people were living there. And then we moved to other neighborhoods that were a bit more um, um, just like one race of people. Because I grew up around a lot of Mexican-Americans and, and Asian-Americans and different kinds of people. So in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm not – we can all go through similar struggles and we can all kind of like show solidarity. Wherein my mother being from Mississippi, it's just like it's black people and that's it. Nobody else can struggle. It's just us and everybody else is going to be fine because they're not going through the same thing as us. It's like, yeah, it's going to be different struggles, but they can still struggle because of it. It's just, it, it doesn't mean, you know, no group of people has a monopoly on all the struggling. Um, mm-hmm. I can yeah. make jokes with my boyfriend and go like, oh, the Jew, you know, between like Jewish and black people encouraging horrific things, but it's like no one owns the monopoly on struggle and we could all kind of come together and, you know, do the whole, you know, guillotine thing and Bezos. We probably won't. It'll be cool if we did, but it's like joining together and saying like we're all kind of suffering right now. Can we just get get the revolution started? But revolutions usually end weird, so you know, whatever. <laughs> well, that's why that, that's why the homie method, the homie joke, the homie method is you turn all white people into Mexicans, 
right? Is to allow open the gate yeah. and the concept of what Mexican even is and just allow that. Because I think for the most part, there's a ton of white people in the world. Like, for I've always made this maintain, like, or ma- maintain, what the fuck? <laughs> I've always maintained this position in my brain. And like, I tell people on my podcast all the goddamn time whiteness is a mindset more than a skin tone or color. Um, for me, how I quantify whiteness is a compatibility and a complicitness in like essentially capitalism and the more insidious version, like the more insidious like means of how it dominates people, which is white supremacy, right? Like that shit makes you white. I had a roommate, black dude, essentially white. I right, he was a white black supremacist. I don't know how to explain what he was so, a white yeah, supremacist, the, like the, like but a the, black dude. This Dave Chappelle was, sketch kind of guy. Yeah, he was a he was a white man with black skin. This is the best way I've ever. Someone, one of my friends, put it to me that way, and I was like, "That's fucked up." But yeah, that that tracks. Um, and you know, you meet especially like here in the Bay Area, you meet weird people that are essentially they're not even from America, but are upholding white supremacy, right? Like I worked with like like Indian white supremacists, which I don't even like, where they're like, "Oh, Indian people are the real Aryans." And I'm like, yo. Oh, fucking yo. Hindutva. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yo. Yeah. I don't even know how to approach your fucking mind worms. But what, like, whatever, dog. Like, that's how you feel. That's how you feel. But, I mean, beyond that, yeah. I think for the most. That's like Modi's bread and butter. That shit, like, that shit is. Like, support. Insane to me. It's but, wild. Like, Hindu supremacy especially. Yeah. Because Hinduism as a religion is like, yeah, we don't give a shit, like, who your gods and stuff are. You're literally, you're worshiping our gods already. We're not going to enforce anything. But like uh, the Hindu nationalists but, are like, no, you have oh, to. You got everything. To. I, I, We're the I, best. I did, I did work with a guy from Pakistan, and he was basically saying that you know Hitler didn't do like so so bad. And I'm like, dude, you need to just stop right now. Huh? Yo, to check it. He's like, he's like, he's like, Bro, he's like, just listen, just listen. I'm you like, are gonna no. catch him. I was like, dude, you cannot come to work and say Hitler had some good ideas. It's just like I, I had a Korean home. I don't give a damn if Hitler insane. invented fucking buffet dining. I'm gonna say every. I don't, I'm gonna say every idea. <laughs> idea that he had was bad if he invented fucking video games i'm like it's all bad none of it's good it's a misstep <laughs> no that's that's a correct opinion actually if it like hitler whoever invented video games that was bad. it's probably hitler basically that was not good yeah, or, 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 or any other like yeah, we can ascribe it to the to the high command we'll say they did it. but um i think so but i mean getting back to like it's i i talk about like I, I think a lot of white people don't have the ability to talk about race and culture in a constructive way without obstructing themselves because they're not sure what they can say. And the thing about like an open conversation that would actually, I think, be useful and be able to tell people, hey, shut the fuck up because you don't know what you're talking about. But in a constructive way is to actually remove that whiteness from them. And the, for me, right, and everyone has this fucking experience. Anyone at least... Everyone that I know in the Bay Area and, and larger, like I've actually asked people about this, but everyone I know who's ever worked in a kitchen or who's ever worked in like a fucking hard manual labor job eventually runs across a Latino person. And while they're working and if the shit gets heavy, a Latino person will always be like, hey, tonight you're Mexican or tonight you're Guatemalan. That shit is fucking universal. I've had homies been like they're from, you know, um, I actually had a friend who literally lived in Russia, and I guess he worked with a dude from Spain, and they worked in the uh, they worked on a fucking cruise ship together, and some shit got heavy, 
And then the dude looked at him and was like, hey, tonight, you're Spanish, dog. Like, we got, <laughs> this is just the way it's got to be. We're going to have to fucking, we're going to have, this is because you, you're like, you got to fucking put in the work today because you're not going to make it home if you don't. But the, that universal experience of it being like, you know, where you just become this thing that isn't essentially like your whole identity wrapped up into it is super universal. And I think it's a useful tool, especially for white people to engage in constructive like talking about things because what's reductive is when you have white people being like actually i'm like nordic i'm a viking right or they're like actually i'm a fucking you know like i'm 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 british and i've only been british and i'm only always going to be or I'm, I'm super when they become like super duper like european but in the sense of like i've actually had dudes being like yeah i'm actually related to like spartans i'm like oh so you're like you're italian and they're like no and i'm like what well, you're related to ancient Rome, but you're not Italian. Fuck out of here! Well, what are you talking well, about? Right? It's, <laughs> like, it's, it's an idea. Wait, you said yeah, Spartans? Spartans Greek, yeah, though, but which is Greek. Spartans fucking yeah, but Greek. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm saying it's like an idea that people have to uh, attach themselves to things that aren't really necessarily real. It's like I started making the jokes about me being Irish because my middle name is O'Neill, and I got made fun of for it. So I just fucking fell into it because a lot of white people would get offended by that, and I'm just like, why are you offended by that? <laughs> it's just like, whoa. <laughs> My, and they would always say, well, my grandmother's from Cork. I'm like, no, she wasn't. Dude, where, where is Cork? Point me to Cork. No, tell me, tell me where the fuck this is. I had a guy who had a... He had a gr- Point to Cork on yeah. a map. <laughs> I had a guy who had a, who had a Greek first name and a German last name get pissed off at me for calling myself Irish. I was like, I have the, at least yeah. I have it in my name. What do you have? He's right. like, well, my my grandmother's from Cork, and 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 I was like, have you ever been to Ireland? Oh no, yeah, but... point to fucking point to fucking Ulster on yeah. a map, buddy. Where's Leinster? I'm like, I'm like dude, I'm trying. Can you can you show me? I'm where... like, dude, I'm <laughs> actively <laughs> trying to join the IRA. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> tell, <laughs> I got the... tell them. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Tell them that your your middle your middle name O'Neill is like the famous O'Neills from China, Ireland, right? Like, just watch their yeah, fucking it's... brain explode. Right? It's, it's just one of those things. <laughs> from China. Yeah, it's just one of those things where I just kept making the joke about being black Irish because it's like it's funny. <laughs> for me because it's like I just want to watch people break because it's like people want to apply all these things to themselves and I know and I mean I'm not going to delve into like how like hoteps think that like every black person is descended from Egyptian gods or whatever the fuck it's just like you guys are making that shit up you, like every no black person who who's I love this, that yeah, so who, no black person who's a fin- descended from slavery has Egyptian blood like at all at all. It's like if you want to talk about a uh, fucking talk about Musa, that was like the greatest, the, the richest man who's ever lived. Like yeah, that could be relate. We could be related to the him, not any Egyptian pharaohs. Yeah, zero. he's like he's from Mali. That's like where most of the like yeah, slaves the, were exported yeah, from. Was like West yeah, Africa. West Africa is where the slaves come from because unfortunately you do what's easy. You go from fucking east east east. Yeah, it's yeah, closer. It's close. You're not gonna go to the middle of fuck. You're yeah, like you save on transportation and yeah, shipping. There's probably a higher like it sounds really fucking dark but to say, but like is. probably had a higher rate of survival on the fucking coffin yeah. ships and shit too. That's, so, that's what it was. It was like you're like, trying to you're trying to invest into something. You're not gonna put all this fucking work yeah. and just go to some fucking country that you can't even get into because you can't get into Europe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean people e- didn't understand that like yeah. People didn't understand, like, people today, like, don't understand that, like, that shit was run, like, literally as, like, a brutal, like, corporation-style business. Like, the the entire, like, slave practice was just raw, like, turning people into profit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's people for money. Like, that's why, like, that's why they started, like, the, like, fucking literal breeding programs for human beings over on the United States because it was cheaper than, like, shipping more slaves out from fucking africa 
Yeah, it's it's a more absolutely yeah, wild. It's dark this moral shit. thing when I try to say like we're trying to enslave because it's, it's immoral, but it's just like no, it's just cheaper to have people here and breed them like try to breed them like rabbits or cattle. But it's just a thing that that I will hear from people where it's just like they get they they dive deep into this whole tepery where my older brother kind of flirts with that, but not too much because it's like, he's like, yeah, man, you know, we, we, we go to Africa and Africa this. I'm like, you only date Asian women, my dude. Cut the <laughs> Africa shit out. It's like, my ma- yo, my man is, is doing the reconquista. Yeah, right? That's uh, somehow, <laughs> somehow he's doing it. It's like, I'm like, you yeah. only date Asian women. I don't get the whole like Africa and Africa. I was like, yeah, man, Africa. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, but you, you got to like pick a country or a region because that's a continent. My, I don't, it's like when white people are like, yeah, European heritage is like, you know, every country in Europe hates each other, right? You know, they all can't fucking yeah. stand yeah, each other. Like- racism, racism was like perfected in Europe because they all have like one dude from like a specific subregion of Greece has a different dude from a like a guy uh, like a different nose yeah. or something from a guy from like Ankara. Yeah, they got that, that Turkish you know I mean? the Turkish brain yeah, pan. It's, it's and like, like now nah, fuck out of here. Ottoman vision. People inside their own countries can't stand each other. Like Greeks, people in Greece don't like each other. People are like the like the, like low yeah. Germ- like the south of G- Germany don't like people in the north of Germany. It's just like. What do you? What do yeah, you think? Yeah, like literally all Germans hated Bavarians, yeah, like, what, what, like just because B- Bavarians were like the country bumpkins. Yeah, it's like what the fuck do you think that the entire continent is just gonna band together because you might look, you might kind of look the same? It's like no, they're not. <laughs> People inside the country fucking hate each other, so they're not gonna be like. European heritage, like those fucking trad wives bullshit that they post. It's just like, look, it's it's a it's 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 it's, it's uh, Greek buildings, and then it's French buildings. It's like they would slit each other's throats over fucking nothing tomorrow. Don't please don't believe this shit. Have you? Have you ever came across Mexican hoteps? There's like a subgenre I, of a Mexican I, I want, hotep. I wanted, no. I wanted to find them. I, the, the, my, my, a friend of mine. They exist. No, no, no. Listen, a, fr- a friend of mine. We wanted to do like a uh, like a comedy thing where it was just like instead of like ancient aliens, it was ancient Mexicans, and it was like, it was like a Mexican <laughs> hotep thing. We never, it never. Yo, got that's the real. You're not even wrong. Like it's called La Raza Cosmica. That's a real thing, Whoa. right? Like Mexican hoteps wow. that are just straight up like like. Actually, if you're like if you're like Mexican, you have like Aztec blood, and that Aztec blood has alien blood, and you're actually smarter than white people, like like scientifically, bro. Just like, oh, that. fucking Aztecs! Get the fuck out of that. Yeah, they're yeah they're like Azteps, right? Azteps. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've heard of this shit. I, I've heard of this. I, 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 I needed so this so bad because one one guy told me about uh, Guatemalans doing that for like the Mayan stuff. Guatemalans do it too for the Mayan yeah, for the Mayan so Mayan stuff. My, yeah, yo, so Mexican people, like Latino people hate each other so much that my favorite quote of all time comes from El Salvador, right? And it, I'm not going to say it in Spanish because I'm a butcher in Spanish, but essentially the like the national hero, like the guy who created El Salvador, right? Like the, the man who said, this is the country now, he like fought back a bloody revolution. And when asked about like, you know, like his whole mindset or like what the fuck he was talking about, his, he finished it off with, God will not allow a Mexican to prosper. <laughs> he says, El Salvadoria, or El Salvador reigns supreme, which is why El Salvadorians and Mexican people don't fucking get along at all. It's because it's like literally coded in the history of like, yo, El Salvador hated Mexico so much that the first, like, when it became a country at the end of the fucking speech, that's like, you know, the, at the end of, um, what is it? The fucking, the Declaration of Independence is like, by the way, Britain can suck my ass. That's like that's what it was like that they signed that and they did that in El Salvador for Mexico. And for me, it's hilarious to think that like that 
fucking term god shall not allow a mexican to prosper is a negative thing right <laughs> that, that shit fucking rules to me i, I can't think about like there's, how i'm just saying there's a there's a lot to it which i can fully understand that the most the most badass thing that i ever heard was the whole like i think it's like the whole like Mich- i don't know if i'm saying this correctly and i'm definitely not the whole like michelista story where the, the woman who's like the native person who turns in all her people to join the spanish and made like the first like mm-hmm. mestizo or something like that it's like a it's mm-hmm. like that we have weird yeah. story but i like the story when they talk about her like her like like you know her her le- the leader of the people that she sold out where they're like you know like i don't know if it's cortez but some conquistadors got some guy chained up and he's just like it's just like I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rip out your heart. I'm gonna do these things to you, and and then he's like, he's like, oh, you're a savage. You don't even understand Spanish. And the guy responds to him in perfect Spanish, saying that, you know, my people will never speak your language, and you've, and you've conquered nothing, something like that. It's like yeah. that's the most badass shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Being he was completely wrong, but <laughs> that's the most badass Yo, shit. It's just like, respect, it's like this dude's gonna tear his heart out, and he thinks he's a savage, and he knows nothing, and he responds to him in his language, basically saying. Go go eat all the dicks and get the fuck away from me. Yeah. Just go fuck yourself. It's like wow. All, all like Latino like historical narrative, right? If you read any like historical accounts of like any kind of Latino, and I'm I'm talking about like not just like like Aztec Mayan shit. I'm talking like you know Tejano, like the Bahamas, right? Or even Incan and like you know further like down south. And even I don't count Brazilians because Brazilians, I don't fucking trust Brazilians. Yeah, it's just it, my own personal wow, shit. Wow, okay. I don't trust Brazilians because Brazilians fucking are are bizarre. Are bizarre like they're they're essentially they got infiltrated by Germany in the forties and then they just never dropped. Brazil's just they're just like no, we've always been German. Brazil's just America times a thousand about everything. Yeah, they 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 had slavery twenty years longer than us. It's like (laughs) it's everything in Brazil is just like it's just us, but a hundred just 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 add to it. Just throw just throw gasoline. Yeah, that's why. It's hard for me to fuck with like Brazilian history. Every time I read about Brazilian history, and they're like, and it's always like, yeah, they were downtrodden people, and then all, and then they're like, but, but they like when the Spanish came in right before it was all swamps, and when the Spanish came in, all the like native Brazilians were like, oh, you're here. We've been expecting you. Like, <laughs> yes, we're on board. We're on board, right? Like, Let's get it. Let's get like, it. No fight. Yeah, <laughs> they were just like, yes, right? Like. Because, like, the Incan, the whole Incan, like, fucking empire at the time when the Spanish came on, the Incan empire, I think, I uh, forget who it was, but it was, like, the fucking, he was, like, he was, like, the dude who essentially spoke for all of the fucking Incans. And when when the emissary of Spain came to him and said, like, oh, you know, we have to bring to you, we're bringing to you Christ and modern medicine, he said, I have no use for either because my people are happy and free. You've brought me nothing but plague. And then the Brazilian, like, I guess, like, the people who went to become Brazilians came to the Incans and be like, yo, so um, that guy, those Spanish dudes are actually hella cool and they're chill. You just let them in your villages and it's no big deal. And the whole time, the Spaniards had been paying the fucking Brazilians in, like, rice and weird shit. And so, like, they didn't even get anything at the fucking end. And they're like, it's a, it's a fucking... But, all of Latino culture, for the most part, is about taking an L, right? There's no wins. We've never won a war. We've never fucking done anything that we've always get folded over into, like, a, more of a thing, right? Like, even if you want to talk about, like, those, like, La Raza, the, uh, the La Raza Cosmica people, they straight up believe that white people DNA 
is inferior to like Mexican alien DNA. And so the reason why we're brown is because like we can absorb the sun because we're used to like being on in space and shit. Right. And, <laughs> All right. Wow. I mean, wild. Right. Because wow. I'm like, yo, if that's the case, if that's the case, black people consistent are like the internal logic. I'll give them. Yeah. <laughs> Are like the chosen people, whoa, dog. Whoa, like they don't, don't, yeah. don't, don't go to like the, the Hebrew Israel. Like, yeah, yeah, that's like that's yeah, Aztepery into Hotepery. Yeah. <laughs> it's levels. There's levels to this shit. But I mean, like, it's fucking hilarious to me, and always makes me fucking laugh about like that shit. Is the idea of like they can't see the cultural. They, for them, cultural victory is the idea that their culture remains intact forever. When if you look at like. Like, the only context I really have is, like, Mexican culture. Mexican culture is a fucking massive hodgepodge of every single European culture, American culture, and pretty much any culture that fucking touched Mexico at one point, right? Like, there are there are tons of, like, Japanese influence in Mexico that, like, came in from the 70s and the 60s with trade when they were doing that, and it stayed around, and motherfuckers are now, like... the what is it? Someone someone explained to me recently that uh, pinatas are a Chinese invention, but Mexican people just owned it. They just started making them themselves. They were just like, nah, we do this. And then everyone just came, came on board. And it wasn't like till the like fucking 70s or 60s. So like it's a relatively well, new thing. It's 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 the like the world is very small in some cases where people just have this idea that like like my, my, my older brother would talk about Mexicans. They just think about like, you know, sure, like native looking people and think that like that's mm-hmm. just represents all of Mexico and, and Mexicans and everything else. Wherein mm-hmm. I went to school with a guy who was like Afro Mexican. He was like same color as me, different hair. And I mean, he's a cop now, so he really understands nothing, but <laughs> it's like, I remember I went to school with a guy like that. And then I worked with a guy who was like Afro Mexican. He's just like, yeah, there are some black people. There's some people in Mexico of, of African heritage, but people don't talk about it. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. And he told me about Costa Chica and places like that where I think it's the state of Guerrero as well, where it's just like you, there, there's a good amount of like black people who people who are there, you know, black heritage, but they try to like blend in where they can. It's just like people are like, because I watched the special where this guy was being told, it's like, oh, why don't you go back to Brazil? And he's just like, I've been here all my life. What do you mean go back to Brazil? It's just like they were just <laughs> Brazil, making, yeah. they were just making jokes about, you know, for him being so dark. It's like, why are you so dark? And him trying to explain mm-hmm. himself. And I was like, Oh, there's more complexity to this. It's like if everybody thought Americans were just blonde and blue, you know, blonde people, blonde white people. It's like no, that's not it. That's not mm-hmm. America. But there mm-hmm. are some people who might get that idea because they'll come to America and it's just like, what's with all, you know, what's with all these like people who aren't white? Or it'll be like that that what was that shitty Cheech Marin movie, uh, Strip on the Bar Review, where he walks into that restaurant and that lady goes, "Ooh, a Mexican." It just—it's like that—that that scene happened to me in real life. Oh, dude, I've had plenty of things. I've had Dave Chappelle sketches happen to me in real life. I walked into an LL barbecue and a lady was like, "I know what you want. You want chicken." And I was like, "Okay, this is real. This is happening." God damn. But things like that can happen. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I—it's—it's it's fascinating to me. Like so, um, fucking, I lost my track, my brain. But uh, one of the things that happened to me that was a fucking sketch and I couldn't get over like how to me it was like easily one of the top 10 most racist things that ever happened to me that bothered me. Like usually when racist shit happens to me, it's like water on a duck. I just fucking, I don't care. It's just, it's not going to fucking affect me long term. Like I'm, I'm got a thick skin. I grew up as like the only Mexican person in my neighborhood for a hot minute. So like I'm used to that horrible shit, but 
the thing that bothered me the most is I went to Portland like last year, maybe two years ago. I went to Portland and I was ordering food and I, my food came and it was it wasn't even like nachos or anything. It was like fucking nothing. I think it was like a it was like I think it was like chicken and it was chicken and waffles. <laughs> and I got it and there was so much fucking hot sauce on it that I didn't order. I didn't ask for it, but I just got a shit ton of hot sauce all over it. And I didn't know what it was. I thought it was like part of the syrup. And I ate that shit and it was too spicy. And I complained. I was like, yo, why did you, what the fuck? Why is this shit so hot? And the lady said, I thought y'all like it that way. And then I, <laughs> I was like fucking mad, right? When my mouth was burning. But the other two, I was like red in the face, angry, because I was like, man, you really assumed that my fucking can't handle hot Cheetos ass instantly was down for this shit you can put me in the hospital over this shit like i i fucking almost died at the heat of this and i was so fucking heated by that whole situation but that, that's that reminded me of that fucking you brought me back to that memory and now i'm mad oh yeah i'm mad at portland i'm fucking pissed off at portland man we <laughs> if i had the opportunity to nuke a city portland would be i there. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm, I'm, I actually like Portland. I haven't incurred any racism there as of yet. I'll, I'll never see any other part of Oregon because I'm not trying to gamble like that. Oh, um, yeah, that's right here. Uh, I know that Oregon's very racist, and Washington State is as well. I've only been to like two cities in Washington State, and it's just like uh, Seattle's just boring. But the other, like Vancouver, Washington, is a fucking nightmare of a city. Um, but yeah, that that those things will happen there because they're just not used to, to seeing anything other than white people. That's just all they see every day. So those like stereotypes kind of blend into what they do and how they react to other people. I talked about it in a thread I had on Twitter where I was talking about how like I went to Portland with the the mindset that I was going to see some weird shit because that's what everyone was telling me. Like, oh, yeah, Portland's weird. You got to keep Portland weird. So I was super fucking looking forward to it, going there, seeing some weird shit. I get there, and it's extremely clean, extremely white, and coffee costs seven fifty. And I was like, there's nothing fucking weird about this place. Then I went back home to San Jose, and I watched a guy fucking jerk off, right, like in the middle of the street, and the cop looks at him and gives him a sandwich. That's the normal shit that you see in San Jose all the fucking time. <clears throat> San Jose is bizarre. San Jose is like on the ley line where like <laughs> I don't believe like I don't believe it's real, but there's some magic shit happening here, right? Like you see constantly. I watched a dude fight. I watched a I watched a dude fucking like a guy in a in a full suit like kickflip over another guy like who was passed out on fucking First Street. And then that guy, well, another guy was filming it, and then I thought, okay, those guys are, like, filming a weird fucking video. It turns out they kick-flipped over this homeless guy. Homeless guy gets up, and they got into a fight, and then at the, like, I'm like, oh, okay, wild, and I have to, my, my smoke break's over. I got to go back to work. I go back to work. I come back down, and they're, like, sitting, all three of them, in the front, eating Carl's Jr. together. So I have no fucking idea what happened in that, like, hour while I was gone, while they were literally in a fist fight, and then they came back, Carl's Jr. Just fucking... <laughs> By the way, great Carl's Jr. ad. I should fucking sell them on. That. Yeah, just fight, fight a dude, fight a dude, get a, get a big ass burger. Does uh, yeah. does Carl's Jr. do the same like weird, like hyper, like sexualized, like food fixation ads that Hardee's Not, does? I it's the same, same, same company. It's yeah, the same, same company. Yeah. It's. I mean, I know it's the same company, but I wasn't sure if they're like their branding and their marketing approach just for it being Carl's Jr. I, I, no, it's the same. I, I really haven't seen okay. the horny ads, but I also haven't like sat and watched actual television in probably 10 years so yeah they don't they, they don't post it on they like Hulu pivoted or away they pivoted away from sexual ads but now they're just doing like 
they're just doing the raw shit of like, yo, you, we know you're fat and we know you want this shit. Yeah. Right. It's like <laughs> we the, know you're a, the food we is. We know you're a little piggy. Yeah, and you need your swap. Yeah. The food <laughs> is the food is it. sexual, but there's no actual overt sexuality. It's 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 like you know you need it, you sick fuck. Oh yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was like referring to because like you it, like it it stopped focusing on like uh like um I. I don't really want to say like hot women because I feel like the kind of women that get portrayed in like bikini ads and things like that are a very specific taste for a lot of people. Oh yeah, white white um, white, like, white dads find like, attractive. Those, those, like, yeah, like those those girls like don't look like normal people. They're, like I've never seen a person that looks like that in my life, and I've been attracted to a lot of people, and none of them look like that. So, uh, but anyways, um, I was gonna say like they they really started focusing in on just like the fucking the the crunchy like meaty sounds, yes. like a whole lot of like hyper fixating on that, and then always with the fucking like steak sauce or something dripping, dripping and dribbling yeah. down the, the little, sides. The little yeah, steak yeah, nut. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking yeah, yeah. Your that's what it nut. is. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's so fucking, it's so creepy. And you just look at that, you watch that like for like a fucking 15 second ad on like YouTube or something like that. And it's like, I'm watching a like Elder Scrolls lore video. <laughs> this, I mean, I've, 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 I've reached a certain point where it's just like, yeah, I, I, I pay for whatever the fuck YouTube thing is called. I, 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 f I felt like such an entitled asshole because somebody was talking about YouTube ads, and I was just like, YouTube has ads? It's just like, I've been paying <laughs> yeah. for this shit since it started. I'm, I'm glad my blocker still works, but it, like, I don't have anything set up on my phone. That's where I always see that weird shit is like a friend will send me like a video at like 2 in the morning, and then I'll get like psychic damage from like <laughs> watching a fucking like grown man dressed in full yellow talking about car insurance while he like an emu stands on top of his head and shits on him. I like, mean, some, that's somebody's king. <laughs> Do you want to know something insane? As someone who sits on those like media meetings where they sit together and they talk about stuff, um, at no point does anyone be like, "Yo, the the burger sauce is nut," right? Like no no one <laughs> yeah, looks yeah, no one looks at each other calm, and says right? that. That's, yeah. that's that's food calm. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like it's mind blowing to me because I've been in meetings where we like decided to do like we. We like talk about it. We never actually pivot towards it, but we talk about like for the company I work for, where they want to do more sexy ads, and we talk about it. Like we pivot towards it, and every time that we do, my favorite thing to do is to is to start quoting like anti Oedipus, right? Because none of these motherfuckers <laughs> read Deleuze, so they think that it's just me being original when it's not. <laughs> but but <laughs> but like my favorite thing to do is to be like, what about like I I love to ask them this line of questioning, what about this ad is sexy? Right, like that's and it fucking implodes every single time. I'm like, what is it that is sexualizing this? Yeah, because like nothing about nothing about those ads is like really like outwardly sexual. It's like they're always this this weird expression because like they the ads themselves are sexual, but they're sexual because a person with like a really pent up unaware like sexuality created it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that's that's like what their idea of like sexuality is because they're not really like like fully self-actualized or like normal people. <laughs> so like they don't know that like like sexy for a lot of people is really just like, you know, seeing two people in like a loving relationship yeah. and like seeing them like kiss each other or something. Just real quick like on the cheek oh, or something, right? Yeah. And then like hand another one like a sandwich like, "Hey, I thought like I got you something. I know you didn't ask, but yeah. you know, here's Here's your burger. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and then that's it. That's all the ad has to be. It's like 
instant like i guarantee something like that would be like an instant fucking killer because <laughs> like all around the fucking country you're gonna get people going like you're gonna get fucking because you're selling to fucking you're selling to people who are trying to fill again that void right so they're, they're like they themselves are kind of clueless but they probably still have like access to that like to a like a meaningful relationship you're so, at, like, you're at they the... will go out <laughs> to arby's or something and like get a burger for like their their girlfriend who doesn't eat meat and hasn't for like two years or something and they'll be like hey i thought of you and like think it's a romantic move and it's like and she kind of understands that it is and it's like they've got their own thing going on but like ultimately that becomes like your fucking target audience and bam you're actually selling to people because like nobody's fucking watching like a fucking like Hardy's or Carl's Jr. ad and going mm, I want to fuck that burger I mean, they could right yeah, I mean, like I'm, they're they're watching right it here. and they're remembering <laughs> they're like they're watching it and they're remembering it they're like they're remembering oh yeah that's right Hardy's exists I forgot how because they've eaten there in yeah. the past that's all those ads really serve as a reminder for is they're just a reminder like oh yeah i haven't been there in a couple years I'm, I'm, like, I'm, i just think it. the eventual ending of this is just like there's going to be an ad where just someone just fucks a sandwich it's just I'm down. they're just they're just gonna <laughs> they're just gonna drop it like on a table and then just fuck the sandwich and everyone's gonna be like i cannot believe big mac on twitter no no, no i was like i cannot believe i'm in line to get this, to get the, to get to get this sandwich, I just watch somebody fuck it. But I am, I the the, oh, yeah. the, the the bony meal. Roll up to fucking McDonald's and order the fuck. Yeah, the, the bony meal. Whatever <laughs> yeah, the fuck. Wait, the look on their face will be amazing. Whatever the fuck these new meals are coming at McDonald's, it's just like you're not. <laughs> the it's, best it's, meal. It's not a new. It's not a new sandwich. Yeah. It's just like. Yeah, you... no, dude. Did you see the most recent one they had for like fucking? So I forget who was so like. Who I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't remember what it was, <laughs> but it was literally, it was literally like a fucking like uh like seven piece chicken nugget, a large fry, and like a coke. That's a that's just like a number yeah, it's, five it's, it's, or something. It's, it's, like, it's not a normal meal. It's nothing new. It's like that's a just that's that's regular. It's shit. like yeah, man, we got that new Kinder Lamar meal. It's a it's a tw it's a twenty two ounce Sprite. With a small fry and uh and, and a Big Mac with, with uh with a plain Big Mac, it's like that's the meal. It's like, can I get a different drink? No, motherfucker, it's 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 the Kendrick Lamar meal. You <laughs> no, don't get to, you it's don't, the Kendrick Lamar he, he only meal. That's Sprite. what you're ordering. Are you, are you a, are you a fucking fan or not? It's like yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I so wait, Ivy. So here's the thing. Hey. You're presupposing. This is this is why you would not do well in, in advertising. Oh, I still think I still think you're wrong. I still think you're wrong about the fucking the fucking the burger thing. As I think it's actually going to be much darker. Than <laughs> I don't think. I think the act of fucking the burger will happen absent a cock, absent any like genitalia. It will just be like like slowly and sensually like sliding the burger into the bun or something uh, like watching the juices flow out on the end or something like that and then that's just I, the I feel like so we already have that and i feel the next step is just taking shit way too far it's just like someone they just they just aggressively just slam the burger down on the table and then just 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 pound it out and just and just it just, just, just ends the ad no no words no nothing it just says carl's junior and then people are going to be like I cannot believe the filth that's on TV while they're in the drive. Yeah, try, try the new Carl yeah. Jr. Bust Burger. <laughs> Bust Burger. Try not, try, so, try not to come eating this sandwich. But yeah, we won't, yeah. You won't last five minutes eating this sandwich. Um, <laughs> fucking. So you're presupposing. Here's the thing about like media and what I like a hard lesson that I had to learn 
working with like in in marketing and media. I th- I think I'm giving it too much credit. <laughs> I, I'm believing that there's is there's any humanity. There is none, and you have to understand that yeah. you're not selling you're not selling fucking burgers to normal people that have jobs. You're selling burgers to addicts. Right, you are selling. You are yeah, selling. No, things that's true. That that's true. You are selling I things to motherfuckers that, that define themselves yep. through your product. They are completely. They're not really human. And in fact, we make sure in marketing not to refer to them as people consistently. We call them cohorts or demographics, or we just consumers, consumers, we or users. All kinds of shit because yeah. we don't want to. God, users is so fucking dark. We don't. Yeah, we don't ever want to. Imagine, fuck. dude. Imagine like being on the fucking like board meeting of like uh, the fucking like uh, the fucking love. What is it? That really dark fucking cartel down in Mexico on the coast <laughs> oh, uh, started like down there. Like imagine being on like the. Like huh? could it be the Cali, Cali, Cali cartel? cartel or something like that. I yeah. don't remember. Um, but like. The ones that the ones that are like all ex-military dudes. Oh, like MS13. Like the first generation was the MS13 dudes uh, are all are all ex-military. Uh, those, yeah, but they're fucking El Salvadorian though, aren't they? Yeah, or maybe Nuestra Familia is similar, but they're like Chicano. I don't know. It could be like Latin May or they're some all, Mexican. Yeah, mafia. but anyways, like imagine yeah. sitting on the fucking board meeting of like you know like a fucking crime family like that who are literally selling like you know thousands and thousands of like pounds of dope every year and like ref- like trying to figure out like how to better market their product <laughs> like <laughs> like that's what's gonna happen when everything fucking goes clean is like that well like like when all of this shit get, like gets legalized is like those guys are gonna go legit like they're gonna just gonna become like more fucking corporations because these dudes like that we have in the united states now like the corporations that we have in the united states now are like they're what evolved out of shit like the East India Company, which is like what the fucking like crime cartels and shit like that are now. Like they are like the East India Company, but like mostly independent, Mm -hmm. basically. Like they will evolve into corporations if you like take their like biz, their their illegal business away and you turn it into legal business. I wrote copy for a weed company out here and they don't call them users. They call them subscribers. Right, so like, very <laughs> funny to me. Yeah, they, it's oh. hilarious. It, it fucking hurted my brain. That, like I was fucking fucking my shit up when they were like, "Yeah, weed subscribers," and I was like, "Weed subscribe? What the fuck are yeah, you talking about?" Yeah, because they can't about? call them users because <laughs> they have to maintain the like duality that oh, you can't get addicted to weed yeah, or something. Like that. Yeah, because that, that, that's it's got a even negative connotation. You absolutely fucking can because you can like develop a fucking dependency <laughs> for like the kind of brain that you get when you like same as you, you do anything yeah, you else. To anything it's just something where they try to like normalize yeah. it in a sense of like you, it's not you can't develop a physical one-to-one like uh, addiction to it based on like the neuro like having an a, 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 a physiologically negative response to the absence of it similar to like heroin or even caffeine right those you have physiological responses to directly caused from like your neurotransmitters suddenly lacking that thing that they had been getting but like weed is just like your your brain is like you're just different. It's, it's, it's different. Your brain on on you drugs, have a different state of mind. Basically, yeah. It's you. You just have a different state of mind, and you can get addicted to that fucking state of well, mind. For a lot of people, it is fucking medicinal. I, I, I mean, like, for, 
but it's 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 an idea that they don't want to have the idea of like the weed dealer. The weed, exactly. the weed dealer is gone, so it's just like the weed dealer represents a person. Now the weed subscribers, yeah, the weed subscribers, <laughs> the, weed subscribers. the weed content, <laughs> the weed content yeah, creators. We don't want to be the weed dealer so that's guy. a thing too, but that's a different thing. But that's a thing. That's they do call God, themselves content creators, but they're just weed growers. God, and they literally. <laughs> It's not content. It's, you're just a fucking. You're a farmer. It's just. It's just, just a guy farming, with dreads dude. named Tyler who has gauges, and he's just like, I took no, my dad's know, I miss, money I'm, and did this. I miss those guys. I prefer them to be growing the weed because they actually cared about the weed. Because now it's it's dudes from like Israel named like Knem. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And, and they're fucking. Yeah, yeah, and Avi, yeah, literally Knem and Avi, and they're both fucking like they grew up in America. They both went to Princeton and Harvard, and they like fucking like I'm only here to fuck study bitches. Bio, they study. And they they are turning their weed capital into cocaine. That's okay, what, I mean, that's what they're doing. It's just like, I mean, any 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 guy who's into any guy who's like white adjacent and into drugs is definitely only there to fuck bitches. It's just like if he's straight, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, there, he's there to clap cheeks. There's really no other reason. To, yeah. For for a straight man, there really isn't any other reason to get out of bed is to not get bitches. It's just like straight men wake up every morning. It's just like I have to do something to acquire bitches. That's that's just it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, thank you for joining us, Frank. I appreciate no it. Um, if, if you want to plug your social media, if you're down, you can always do that. Um, yeah, any projects? I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't do shit. Um, you could just tag my social Respect. media. I, I don't even remember my fucking Twitter is. It's like Frank Metal. <laughs> like it's Frank Metals eighty four is the Twitter. Um, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'm, I'm down if, to come back if y'all want. If y'all would um, let me, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, of course. Open invite on the pod. Cool, cool.